You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Very serious. is the mandatory Samson podcast coming to you live from Stand Up New York Labs in New York City. Hi, everyone. My name is Chris Flannery. Uh, and as usual, I'm joined by my great friend, Joseph Noe. Hi, guys. And unexpectedly impromptu, we have a guest that we've been waiting a very long time to have on the show. The host, one of the hosts of the Ranton and Raven podcast on this network, Star of stage and screen, uh, the one and only <laughs> Yamanika Saunders. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. God has smiled upon us today. Yeah, this was great. I just walked outside and you were there and yeah. I, we put it together. So yes. it's it's incredible that you're here. We're very excited to have you. Yes. I'm um, going to make sure that I'm so ridiculous you never have me back. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, welcome to the program, everybody. Uh, we have a very good show lined up today. Uh, we're going to do an in-depth uh, wrap-up of the Republican debates that took nice. place uh, last week, which I know everybody's pretty excited about. Uh, we have a lot of clips. Yamanika, you're, I know, excited to talk about these yes. crazy people that were on stage. Uh, we have some post-debate numbers that are kind of interesting. Um, I, I had a couple of like quick hits that we're going to get to. We're not actually going to get to them because I want to get to the debate stuff while Yamanika's here. Um, I do have something very interesting, though, that I want to play. It's a Larry Lessig. He's a political activist. Okay. I have a clip of him. He's running for potentially running for president we're going to get into that a little bit later we'll play the clips um what else do we have first we're going to get into some police brutality stuff though Mm -hmm. uh we have a follow-up video to um somebody that died in police custody someone named rockina jones Mm -hmm. there's a video of her that we're going to get into and also this kid uh zachary hammond which is a a sad story we're going to touch on some Mm -hmm. uh ferguson stuff as well so we have a lot to get to there uh also i just want to thank everybody we did hit a thousand followers which is very exciting uh which would have been embarrassing joe you know that yes if, uh, totally. if it didn't happen but it did happen so we're excited about that and uh that's the story so let's get into it we have uh this i, I want to start i feel like i, I like kind of rushed through the opening but let me let me take a breath i think it's gonna be okay, you, okay. you're excited to be I here thought right? it was, yeah i'm excited I thought yeah. it was beautiful you're all right opening. thank you joey how you doing i'm doing fantastic well <laughs> very good he's super excited that you're here yeah. uh you. zachary hammond this is a when we talk about police brutality it always comes up that it is a it predominantly affects the black community which i didn't is, even know you had visual aids this is oh yeah like a yeah. learning annex uh. yeah well this is just <laughs> this is just my email notes but we're, oh, we're oh, gonna okay, have we're okay. gonna have video clips so okay, you, you'll okay. see but when we talk about uh police brutality we're usually talking that it affects the black community predominantly mm-hmm. and i think that's fair but it's yeah. not exclusively something that affects the black community. No. And I think it's interesting because this kid, Zachary Hammond, that we're going to get into, it shows that it's, while it is a, a racial thing, it also affects, it's a police brutality thing that we're really mm-hmm. talking about. It's how, you know, this affects everybody at large. This kid, Zachary Hammond, on July mm-hmm. 26th, he showed up at a Hardee's in South Carolina to buy weed, $50 worth of weed. Mm-hmm. Turns out that the dealer was an undercover cop who had a uniform cop on hand to support this obviously huge drug bust they were trying to do. They are trying to bust mm-hmm. this, this kid. Uh, there's differing accounts. The cops say that Hammond tried to run over the uniformed officer when he tried to approach. So the cops shot him twice, oh. killing him. Right. 
The family says an autopsy shows that Hammond was shot from behind. The Oconee County coroner, uh, Carl Addis, still hasn't uh, weighed in publicly. There's no dash cam video as of yet. And I have quotes from this guy, uh, John, I believe, Musetto, yeah, who's the police lieutenant, um, Mark Tiller's lawyer. He's the guy that uh, shot Zachary Hammond. He says he feared he could still be run over or that Zachary Hammond might be a threat to other people. If not for Lieutenant Tiller's quick reflexes and, and his ability to push off the car, Lieutenant Tiller would have easily been run, run over by Mr. Hammond. So he's saying that this kid uh, tried to, like, kill the cop that was trying to mm-hmm. bust him for buying $50 worth of weed. But how could he have pushed off the car? That would, to me, imply that he's standing next to the car when this thing goes down. So I don't know. I just want to put it out there, and I, I, I want to put it out there because— How was he shot in his back if he was in the car? Well, that's the thing, right? There's these differing, differing opinions. They're say, mm-hmm. The police are saying that he was shot from the front, like, through the car as the car was driving at him. The family saying that he got shot from behind, you know— but I think it, it's good to highlight the fact that, like, this, this happens all the time with the cops, and there's differing accounts, so they're going to try to defend what they're doing. But the bigger question is, why were they even trying to bust a, a kid? For $50. Yeah, what did they need two cops there to try to, like, do a sting operation on this kid for, for no reason? You know, it, <clears throat> it, I have very, there's very, uh, I, I feel a distance with this story. And and I feel a distance that I think some white people feel when they hear about a black person being killed and they can't really relate to it, right? Because um, I think this is like a one-off, right? And I and every time I talk about police brutality and how quickly they are to kill, and mostly, you know, this has been a lot of cases of unarmed innocent black people. Um, I'm always met with someone who goes. Well, they're killing all these white people. They kill all these white people too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, they're they're one offs, right? Because the police in general are out of control. For so sure. You, yeah. Because, so be, when you have someone who's out of control, a group of people, yeah, they're gonna be one offs. Guess what? Some white people gonna get killed too. Some all kinds of stuff because it's a control thing. But the grand scheme of things is they are always killing black people. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's like, so this random, and I think, but I think it's unfortunate that this young boy was killed. And to say that, um, you know, black people are being killed does not negate the fact that there are white people that are also being killed. And I think that's what we, this is why we can't really resolve it because as a country, we're very petty, right? Yeah. So it's like, well, you're, yeah, I'm tired of hearing about this because also black people are killing black people. Yeah, white people are killing white people. Like, there's death happening all the time. That doesn't, answer the question as to why our police force has become so militarized over the last mm-hmm. couple of years and why there's so many cases in America which is supposed to be progressive where so many people are dying and then you have in other countries they're not having they 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 have to go into the history annals right. to find a case when somebody's been killed by their police system out there so $50 worth of weed is ridiculous right well and like you were saying i mean it is it's a it's a police brutality issue it's a issue of the police being militarized and trying to go out and and cause problems where there aren't necessarily problems and i'm not putting it out there that like oh you know look at all these white people getting killed i i agree with you i think it it it, it you know it's it's obviously predominantly affecting the black community but i just think it's important to highlight stuff like this yeah happens, i mean you know? what the, the for me the case is when people why i get annoyed when someone especially like a white guy will go well they black, the way they're killing white guys too i'm like so 
what's the issue because then they're killing people in general right. we should be up in arms oh, nobody absolutely. should be killed black or white and especially not over fifty dollars worth of weed and especially because fifty dollars worth of weed hey i done bought fifty dollars worth of weed so that i could have been killed oh absolutely yeah. sure yeah, anybody could. Joe, go ahead. My question is very simple. What was the red flag that this kid gave up that needed two cops and a sting operation? Well, well that's the thing, right? It's like, why are they even bothering to set up some kind of... That's my point. I yeah. mean, uh, essentially, it's like, what are they bothering to set up this type of sting operation for low-level crime when, you know, there's a there's a lot of serious things going on. There's in the a lot like of serious... Here's what my biggest gripe with the police, and then I always have to put this disclaimer, I do not hate the police. Yeah. But I think a lot of them are uh, grossly undertrained mm-hmm. and Absolutely. to become a police officer you have to understand that you have a certain level of control and authority and you need to have your mind and checked as if you are someone who has authority and a person who is an authority figure cannot think like a common person and that's what's happening is a lot of these cops mm. think very common and they think very low base and guttural and they deal with you person to person not understanding that they are now an authority and a symbol for something that means they're supposed to be above a lot of things killing people because because they're, uh, you know, resisting arrest and killing people because they're running away from you or giving you attitude. That's not the reason to kill somebody. Right. You, then you need oh, to yeah. have training on how to be certain things. But I don't hate the cops, right? No. And, and as, as a base. But what I will say is in this particular matter is that you have cops who are doing a lot of deflection, right? So the base issue is where we're, we're crimes against drugs and we're here to take out the drugs. Then you need to go to the guys that control the drugs. Yeah, absolutely. Because right. $50 of weed. Not going to do anything. It's not going to do anything. <laughs> and not only that, weed is starting to become legalized more and more in a lot of states. I mean, even here, they like, you know, you can't go to jail now to stop with all that stop and frisk stuff. Yeah, it's decriminalized. For, for right. a certain a lot, amount, you know, if it's under a certain amount. So, you, 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 what bothers me is that they constantly kill these innocent or like low petty crime people. And somehow these vicious murderers and really bad criminals seem to make it to jail in one piece. And I can almost guarantee you that if you think you have a problem arresting someone who's a regular citizen that's just doing some low base shit or is innocent and none of these super thugs out here is going right. to jail win- willingly and but somehow you're able to get them in the police car and get them to a trial and get them in prison without, without a scratch killing, right without yeah. a scratch yeah no you're absolutely right and i that you say that that's a good transition to what i another one of the topics that i wanted to get into uh rakina jones who's somebody that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. when we were talking about um sandra bland and people that are dying in police custody she died in a jail cell in ohio uh, after being arrested for assaulting her ex-husband, who caused her injuries requiring medication after he assaulted her in the past. So she gets arrested for mm-hmm. whatever went down between her and her husband. Who, who knows what the story is, but obviously there's a, a history of violence between them, particularly the husband on her. And she ended up dying in police custody. Mm-hmm. The reason I bring it up is because a video came out um, from the jail. And we can just play a second mm-hmm. of it because I think it's, uh, it's interesting that she kind of had forethought knowing that something like this was possible. And I just want to play this video of her talking. Uh, it's a jail. So she saw this coming. Yeah, well, we're going to play the clip. So okay. why don't we just play the clip real quick, and then we can just, you know, we can discuss it. I, I'm not asking any exception to any rules. But what I will tell you is I don't want to die in your cell. How? Are you having a seizure you're taking? So she says right off the bat, I don't want to die in your cell. Mm-hmm. And we know... 
that she does end up dying in their cell. She, we can keep going with the video. We don't necessarily have to. That's obviously the very relevant part. But she gets into a litany of medications that she needs to take. She's explaining to them. And they seem like they're paying attention. But at one point, she goes, please make sure that the other cops that are going to be coming in on duty, that they're, they're sensitive to this. They're like, yeah, yeah, they're sensitive. We told them. And then this woman ends up dead. I think it, it's just it, it's upsetting to me to watch somebody know that this is a possibility. And then it ends up happening. It's like, what kind of a... You know, what kind of a, a mental state must have she been in before before that? Well, happened, she you know? knew that she was uh, black going to jail. And here's the thing. And, uh, you know, for all the, the people that are sort of apologists to for the cops and saying, well, you shouldn't resist and you shouldn't do this. A lot of times, especially I can speak as from being a minority. I don't know how you guys feel. I get very nervous when I see the cops because I don't know what the I'm at the whim of whatever police officer steps out of his car and if he happens to be a racist right then he you think he takes that racism off him when he puts on his coat and shit and no of course no he's you know and what we have to remember is cops are human beings who have a job of authority they're not demigods that are like you know spirits that have this whole other you know sort of uh rule and how they deal they're human beings that bring on the same biases and hatreds and 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 you know conditions that they do in their in their street clothes right and what what's really unfortunate is within a span of a week Five black women died in police custody, three to four of which they tried to blame on suicide, right. which was never con- you know, confirmed. And what do you expect the cops to say? Right. Well, look, this is something we t- I mean, we got he- heavily into the yes. Sandra Bland situation and, and all these different situations. And I actually I spoke with you, Yum, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the week that that was happening. And you said the re- one of the, the main reasons why when people kind of criticize the person being arrested or whatever, they go, well, why? Why not just comply with the cop? You made the point because once look what they're doing to people when they're not fully right. in the custody of the police. Right. Once they're fully under the control of the cops. Oh, you at the anything whims. Can happen. You at the yeah. whims of of anything because the system not every individual is corrupt but the system's corrupt and until police have accountability for their actions because they walk around like reckless wild hyenas because they know they know i kill somebody i ain't going to jail but what what's funny to me is they have killed people unjustly right nobody opens their mouth but if you kill a cop right they they get together as a pact and they will destroy you they'll kill you to do whatever so it's like and until we live in a world where humans life a regular pedestrian citizen's life is just as valuable as the police none of this is going to change because it's about the police's perception of value of your life when they interact with you right. and a lot of times why it's minorities that find this situation is because there is still a secondary uh society for minorities here and it's like your life is not as valuable it's you know that's why i'm always surprised when i hear there's a young white guy that got killed because i'm like then somewhere along the line, that cop felt like 
his life didn't matter or he wasn't going to be held accountable if this guy died. Because right. a lot of times when they look at black people, they go, oh, I'll kill you and I'll, and I'll be free. It doesn't matter how I treat you because nobody's going to fight for you and nobody's going to speak for you and you have no voice in the system. Totally. And that's, that is specifically what we talked about with Sandra Bland because the cop, I mean, we went through the whole dash cam video mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. episode. I forget. It was a couple, you know, maybe a month ago now. But the cop is the one that's choosing to escalate the situation because mm-hmm. he got annoyed. at He asked Sandra Bland, what's going on? She explained why she was upset, and that pissed him off. And he knew that he could just take any kind of liberty with her that he wanted, and he and chose he to escalate that situation unnecessarily. Like you're saying, yes, they're human, but they need to be much more in control of their own emotion because at the end of the day, they are the authority. They are the law. And they have to know that people are going to react maybe negatively to that I or get nervous. I guarantee you that guy that pulled Sandra over, yeah. if he had encountered a white woman, I guarantee you his demeanor would have been different. It doesn't mean that he would not have been annoyed, but he would not have done the things that he did in that situation. For sure. So every time I look at that clip, I look at him and I go, he's, he's saying his mind, Nigga, don't talk to me like that. Well, that's, don't talk uh, to me like that, you nigga, you bitch nigga. And that's what it is. And you know what also infuriates me about um, what's been going on, especially with black women and women of color, is that we have sort of now come together and we rally and we go, well, black men are seeing this and this and that. Like, the women, black women are seeing it too. It's not, a, it's not an exclusive black man thing and what disheartens me being an american because i was born in america so where else can i go this is the land i'm born in this is my land my country tis of thee is that when we go to war we always had this sort of idea that we go to war to protect children and our and the women and i never felt part of that system even when i was a child i'm like they ain't protect no little black children when they go to war and now as i'm a woman they definitely ain't going to protect no black woman you know, yeah. so it's sort of this idea that I'm a part of a system that really doesn't give a fuck about me. And at any time, my life could be taken. And then somebody is going to tell me or tell my family members if my life is taken. What did she do right. to yeah. cause her own demise? Right. And, sure. and copying an attitude. But then, you you know, it's such a deep issue because you have to regulate the police. But, you know, honestly, if they get into a life or death situation... They have should have the freedom to enforce something that probably could kill somebody. But if you don't know when to use that type of force right. and who to you, you shouldn't have that power. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And that, that is the issue. I, I, I wanted to mention this. I, I actually did ranting and raving this week with Chloe. I yes. wanted to bring this up at the top of the show. Oh, but yeah. we, um, you know, I talked about Michael A. Woods Jr. This guy was a former Baltimore mm-hmm. police officer. And he's come mm-hmm. out and he said not a lot of training you just get thrown onto the street basically and it's like here you go go be a be a police officer mm-hmm. and that's really at the heart of all of this it, it's a matter of the police have to be uh above the fray in a lot of ways and yeah if it gets to a situation where maybe they do have to use force fine but they have to be able to differentiate between a situation where they can and where they can't well they need to start enforcing first and foremost ba- intense background checks which i i clearly don't don't think they do that because you've found so many cases now where there have been members of the Ku Klux Klan that are police officers sure. and they need to do a psychiatric evaluation. Mm-hmm. And what needs to also happen is the you it's it's very hard because everyone has their own biases. Right. And there is I, and I just had a whole situation I did. um 
uh, Tuesdays with stories or whatever uh, with uh, Mark Norman and Joe List. And then I was saying, I said, now I'm very terrified to go to the movies because of these shootings, because yeah. you're very vulnerable and accessible at the movies because you're focused and you start to tune out. You're focused on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm scared that some crazy ass white guy is going to come in and shoot up the movie theater. And then I got yeah. all these white guys like, you're a racist. How could you say that? The crazy ass. And what, and, and, and I'm like, it's not that I'm, I think there's anything wrong with a crazy ass white dude. Right. <laughs> right. It's that <laughs> no, I we're kind of fun to be around. His <laughs> mindset is that I can afflict this much pain and get away with it, which is why I think a white guy is more susceptible to do that. Because you see these kids, these people that are doing that, these white guys that are get, doing these crimes, they're being handled with kid gloves. You yeah. have Dylan mm-hmm. Roof, yeah, the burger who, and I know Chloe spoke about this, and yeah. this is a, also I co-signed her, and I, and this is exactly how I feel. He killed nine people, and he bulletproof vests. He mm-hmm. let's protect him, let's guard him. Even the guy that in Colorado, right. when like, how how does he not get killed? How do you kill a guy who is like resisting arrest and selling cigarettes? Yeah, but you don't kill this guy who's killed like twelve people. How does that happen? Right. How do yeah. you have like nine D nine bikers <laughs> have a fucking shootout? Yeah. and they all make it out, but you have two black people that are fleeing the cops, and they have an entire an entire force that shoot into their car so many times. Un- they're unrecognizable, and their car is riddled with bullets. So it's like when you see a black person, you go charge that's right. what they're doing and then when they see a white person they go well let's figure out why this is happening, happening. yeah yeah no i mean it's that's a, a it's a great point. point you see it over and over again even the guy the uh the dude that was out in pennsylvania that was like picking off cops or whatever he was out in yeah, the woods for he was a month pick, picking them yeah. off yeah and they they just took him in they that, got him and like, he, he's and and it's like i am under this idea that there are a lot of mental disturbances going on in this country yes. that are not spoken about. Right. But what happens is you get your little young black kids and they instantly diagnose something's wrong with them. They have ADD, ADHD. They have, they're bipolar. They're crazy. They have learning disabilities. And then these kids are stigmatized their entire life. And then you have a little white kid that may have something clearly, obviously wrong with him. Oh no, he just, he needs therapy and Oh, he'll be okay. And Oh, he'll grow out of it. And then you let this, because you don't want to inflict this sort of, um, uh, you know, ostracizing, lifestyle on him you let him go through the system and then what happens is one day he wakes up because no one has ever spoken to him about his problems Mm -hmm. and he goes and kills 11 kids in connecticut and then you go oh well there were telltale signs but what were we supposed to do sure you were supposed to do the same thing you do when you see little black kids put this motherfucker on medication and put him through a system of checks and balances so that that doesn't happen oh absolutely this this, this is something that we've spoken about on the podcast before that mental health is a a gigantic Issue yeah. in this country, and it's it's not addressed the way that it should be. Um, just one thing. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, how did Miss Jones actually die? What was there anything that they said about the police custody? Or it wasn't like uh, you know, it wasn't any kind of physicality. I think it was neglect. I'm not really sure what the oh, official okay. cause of death was, but I think obviously she ha- she was on a lot of medication and things were wrong but they just didn't take the care even after you know talking with her yeah. for you know an hour and, and it, it and i'm i don't i'm not too versed i know the results of this but i'm not yeah. too versed in what the the uh courts have said or the you know the um investigation has said but it could very well be that there was someone 
who neglected her, right? Oh, yeah. Out of no means other than mm-hmm. just being neglectful and not racist. Right. But because there's such a history of racism and shit like this, you go, I'm not going to believe your word. And then I, and, and this, the other thing that pisses me off is a lot of times I don't want to be a part of a system that supports criminals. And I can't out just outrightly say this black guy is a thug and a criminal outright because there's so many situations where they're just throwing black guys in. I have to go now. I got, I can't trust their word for it. I got to know if this guy really is. And then I have to wind up siding with a guy that if we didn't have this system of racism and you doing whatever the fuck you want against black people, I would be like, yeah, get rid of that motherfucker. Send him somewhere. But now I have to go. No, I can't do that because then if I, if I side with you even one time, I give you liberty just to be picking off and killing anybody that you want because of the color of their skin. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, see, and that's, that's, that's why I'm glad you're here for this because it's like that's not a perspective that would come to my mind. But you're right it, because then people end up going even with Michael Brown, which is something we're going to get into, Fergus, in a mm-hmm. second. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe that kid wasn't doing the right thing. Maybe he shouldn't have been, you know, whatever, whatever's involved in with the robbery and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe ideally you go, well, not that he deserved to die, but you, go, you, you, you wouldn't be so willing to defend those actions. But right, when it becomes this divisive thing, right. you know, it sets off this whole movement. Well, You're absolutely Ferguson, right. they did so much screwing up with Ferguson yeah. because they have never been able to verify that that's even him. They just start throwing shit out. Right. And they just start oh. saying, this is that and this is that. Yes, he did have some type of a, a, a history. Mm. But I don't care what somebody's history is. Anybody walking away from you, they are ways. And that's what I'm saying to training. Because training for police officers is how to disable a situation without using excessive force. Totally. Specifically yeah. when someone is unarmed and not causing you any threat. I, I totally... I- couldn't agree with you more you're absolutely right and that and that is uh, a major part of this going to the ferguson point uh sunday august 9th marked the one year uh since michael brown was killed in ferguson mm-hmm. missouri 1202 p.m uh they had a little vigil it was four and a half minutes of silence one for every hour he was left lying out in the street after he was killed which when i read that i was like that's a regardless of how you feel about it it's like that's a poignant thing Mm -hmm. and it's a crazy thing to think that they left somebody lying out in the street Mm -hmm. dead yeah Mm -hmm. i mean it's absurd i want to say this there were clashes we're not going to get too deep into this Mm -hmm. but i I, I bring it up to bring up this other point there were clashes between police and protesters uh tuesday night was calm there wasn't any violence there were a few shootings that uh, information is yet to come out it seems like there's video of uh uh, you know, a young black kid that was killed, but he did the surveillance footage that he had a gun. Uh, we'll do a little research into that if that doesn't really make a difference, mm-hmm. but I'm just bringing it up to say that there was violence and we'll see where it goes. There was a white militia group that was there. This, yeah, that's this what is scares me. This is what's really interesting. This is why I wanted to bring this thing up. White militia group called the Oath Keepers showed up mm-hmm. with rifles, claiming they'd been granted permission to walk through the protest by police. Meanwhile, a group of Young black guys were wrongly arrested for suspicion of firearm possession. They didn't have any guns on them. These guys are walking around uh, semi-automatic. Yeah, they're like an anti-government group, and they they claim that they were there just to you know protect the people. Well, he, there's several layers of issues here. Number yeah. one, the main issue is I get tired of this culture of well, the protesters are being violent and they're doing this and that. Um, wake up. That's what happens when people are upset and there's a dis- uh, unrest going on. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. you, you want pe- uh, we would all love peaceful 
right? right? But when we go into other countries as Americans and create war, we don't go in peacefully and go, oh, I just want to knock on your door and tell you that we want you to change. No, we go in with firearms. So the, that, that's what war is about. So right. when people go into protest, really they're, be, they're going into war. If someone decides that they want to be peaceful for whatever reason, then you go, okay, now you're, you're, you're stepping up to another level of protest, but protest at its base is guttural and violent. Yeah, of okay? course. That's yeah. how it's supposed to be. So when you have these uh, people who are saying, well, the protesters need to be, you know, you, you already start to tune people out, right? People start to tune out and they start to side with the police because they're like, yeah. oh, well, what did this person do? And then why does he have a gun there? And like you said, if there is a militia group there, number one, no one should have, they, they're, uh, comment about well the police gave us authority then we really need to check into this police system because they should right. not be granting this is like and this is why i always tell to white people put your mind where you want black people's minds to be because if that same group was the black panthers oh. would you feel comfortable with them walking through no so of it's course. like why would you think this militia group because they're white it's like no it's it's ridiculous but there's a video on YouTube. I wish I knew the name of this video. I've watched it several times. Yeah. Where it's uh, a white guy goes and he has open, he's doing open carry, right? Mm-hmm. So he has a rifle and the police arrive and they, because they've gotten a call about this white guy walking up and down the highway and they ask him, you know, you have this rifle and you're scaring people. And, and he's like, well, it's my First Amendment right or my right, mm-hmm. whatever right mm-hmm. it is to have this thing and, you know, under code, da 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 da. And they just say, well, you know, we are asking you to put it away. Put it away. Well, I don't want to put it away because I have the right and da 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 and the cops are very conversational with him there's no outrage there's mm-hmm. no like it's just like listen you're scaring people this and that same town same police people everything now a black guy is walking down open carry right not no one even asked him why he's carrying a gun they jump out the car and he's in the ground in 10 huh. seconds yeah. yeah of course well look it's 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 uh tamir rice that that kid he's a, right. he's a child they jump out and they kill him within seconds of Instantly, getting out of the there's car. no conversation no there's no and conversation. that's the that's the point of black lives matter when right. you have people who complain about all lives matter of course all lives matter black lives matter is not a statement to say exclusionary it's an inclusion to say yeah. black lives matter also also right right so if you don't think our lives matter they do and we will be telling you that until you get it but i don't think it's going to change because no one's dealing when they did the gop and i know we're going to get into that and i don't want to talk about that too deep they Mm -hmm. spent 25 seconds talking about uh black lives being killed and and, and the unrest with the police because they don't give a fuck no, they no. don't no, 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 give no. a fuck if there's not a, from my perspective being black i don't even know how safe it is for me to have a family in this country fortunately my path seems to be going a certain way where i may be above a little bit of some of this you know it's really like a not to say common that's i'm saying common is a lack of a better word right. but amongst the group population and people who have to deal with the police and don't have a level of status or some recognition you know being recognized in yeah, some yeah, form yeah. you know they have to deal with this unrest because there is no voice at this point in time if something happens i have several outlets podcast mm-hmm. television show to be like this uh, this thing happened to me yeah unfortunately not everybody has that and they don't have a voice and it's unfortunate because i've just been recently in my apartment 
as why I'm sitting on my stoop. Right. I remember when you came in yeah. talking about and that. And yeah. I'm like, excuse me? Well, why are you sitting on a stoop? Is there something going on that I shouldn't be sitting on my stoop? Right. But if a cop had, if this cop and I had had this thing that escalated, they would, first thing people would say was, well, why is she, why is she talking back to the cop? And asking, oh, I, I, oh, I pay rent on this fucking stoop right. where I live. This is, I mean, I literally brought this up when I was having the conversation about Sandra Bland and all this stuff. I was like, I, I do worry about it, particularly somebody like you, because you're not, not that you're going to be like mean to a cop or whatever, but you might get to a point where you, you get a little annoyed about it. And yeah. who knows what could happen? I have like, a, I have a brain and it's, right. and it's like really what it is. It's, it's a check and balance on people. So the more these young black kids see that every time they want to voice their opinion, they're being killed. They're going to stop voicing their opinion. Right, so what right. they're trying to do is recreate slavery, but low, slowly, but surely because people, because how many black parents are telling their kids now, don't say anything to the, co-? they're terrified. Yeah. So you're going to create a whole new culture of kids who don't feel like they have a voice and opinion or any rights or any rights. And they're taking these kids rights. I told you about I had a cop come to my apartment when I was in L.A. And I'm having a quiet dinner. Mm -hmm. And he's got a noise complaint because somebody's being an asshole. But it's because that person said there was a noise, whether there was or not. I'm guilty of this crime because now he's become my juror and my judge. And he knocks on my door. And then he asked me whose apartment it is. I said, well, you know, I opened the door. So, right, it's got to be my apartment, right? I wouldn't just open somebody else's door. How can I help you? You need to come outside. I'm not coming outside. Well, if you don't come outside, I'm coming in. No, you're not coming into my apartment i'll do this and i'll do that and the only thing that saved me that day is when he looked into my apartment there were 10 white people that were friends of mine that he second guessed because i guarantee you if there were black a, a majority black people mm-hmm. not to say i don't have any black friends no, but no I just, but you know just that day, that, yeah. that's what it, the right. mix-up was if i happened to have a bunch of black people sitting there that thing would have escalated to i probably would have been sandra blank well, and that's the thing that that it really is. I mean, I honestly had that thought where I was like, "This could happen to Yamnig or Chloe or any any you know anybody that I know." But it's like you specifically have have had these incidents. Yeah, where because they, they don't could because the cops when they deal some cops, not all. Yeah. I've had some good experiences with cops, right. but some cops when they deal with black people, they're like, "Who are you?" And I want people to remember that they're thinking it in my nigger. Who are you, nigga, to talk back to me? I'm telling you what time it is. I tell you what time the sun, and I don't care what's going on. We live in America. No one, even the president, doesn't have the right to ask you what the fuck you doing sitting on the stoop that you pay for. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I mean. No one has the right to pull you over and give you guff and uh, give me a ticket if I got a light out. You don't tell me to get out the car. Right. You don't tell me I'm making jerky moves when I got to go into my fucking glove compartment to give mm-hmm. you insurance and shit like that. Yeah. That's par for the course. When you decide to be a cop, chances are you may not make it home alive that day. And you have to think that. So you can't be on I might get killed that's part of your job description but a part of my job description as a human being doesn't mean I need to step out my house and be fearful that I'm not going to make it home alive because I'm not a cop Uh, absolutely and the other thing like I know we're we're like passionate about this and we're going to try to make a transition out of it because you got to go in a little bit and I want to make sure we get to it but but, uh, I brought up the point again with Sandra Bland or, or any of these situations the 
part uh, the the burden is not on the person being pulled over Resp- not being disrespectful is not a- illegal right mm-hmm. it, yeah it might annoy you if you're the cop but that's not a legitimate reason to grab you pull you out of the car and then you know wherever else it goes so th- that's always something that that bothers me it's like let the cop be above the fray don't be a baby mm-hmm. understand that yeah you might take a little shit but it is what it is. That's part of your job description. It's not really the part of the, uh, you know, on the part of the person being pulled up. Have you ever been put in handcuffs by a police officer? No. no. I have. I have as a child. I was put in handcuffs just as a demonstration. Back, you know, back in the day when they had no couth on appropriate things to do with children. <laughs> right. We, went, we yeah. visited a police station. I remember every, you know, they said, who wants to, tr-, you know, have their hands. And I went and the, the amount of force that, the cop used. And I wasn't even trying to break my arm. Right, they right, right. know how to break, you know, they know oh, how yeah. to bend your arms mm-hmm. and put you into situation. They know how to do those things. Right. So do those things. But it's like, I really say it comes down to whether you're a good person or not. Because at the basis of it all, we all have pure hearts. I would be beside myself if I ever got into a situation where I killed somebody, I don't know how I would be able to move forward with my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that would devastate me to no end, to know that I caused someone's life to end. Right. So I would do everything in my power not to do. And I think there are cops that think that way. But I think what's happening is it's not a majority of cops that feel that way. But there are a good number of police officers who were high school football jocks. Mm -hmm. They were, you know, picked on the little the little guy. They might have been racist, saying all kinds of little crazy ass shit. They're misogynist. They're all kinds of shit. Yeah. yeah, And now these guys, because they didn't go on to go to college and, you know, and they. People get mad at me all they want. Most of these <laughs> cops, these good old boy cops, is going. They ain't go to college, or they did very minimal, and they can't go on and do something else. So now they're like, "How can I feel powerful in my life? Because I ain't really did shit with my life." Oh, mm. the police force is now hiring. Let right. me become a police officer, and then I can lord over people and and feel good about myself and feel puffed up. Because now I can tell people whatever, and I can fuck up somebody. So we just got a bunch of bullies in blue. Oh, walking around bullies in blue that would have been a good title joey if we were Great taking title. titles but we're just gonna call us what you have to get started. but you're absolutely yeah. right yeah yeah um all right here's what i want to say because we're like 40 but shout minutes out in. to all the good cops that are out there and i am really willing to marry any good cop with a good pension they got a good they, pension, nice. their pension say, yeah. is off the hook absolutely um it's 805 right now what time do you actually have to I need to be on stage at 830, but you know they run behind. So what I will, let's say 827, I will walk downstairs. All right. So here's what we're going to do. I have like a little rundown here. We're going to move some stuff around because Mm -hmm. I want to get to the Republican debate stuff with Yamanika because I think that'll be fun. Right. I I watched both debates. I have notes on it. We have clips that we're going to play and all that stuff. Nice. We'll take a break probably when Yamanika has to go. We'll just take a break. Yeah. And then we'll come back and we'll finish up the episode. So that's how we're going to do it. I can come back too. Oh, you don't want me to come back? Oh, you did, how long is your set? Just Like I'm doing a quick set and I'm done. All right, so that's what we're going to do. Yeah, we're going to okay. take a, we'll, we'll take a All right, that's perfect. So let's actually just stay on track with this. Okay. Go to your set, we'll take a break, we'll come back and we'll finish the yeah, episode. Yeah, I just that have way. to get like a bag of something to eat real quick like, all right. across the street. All right, that's no quick, yeah. that's no problem. All right. So the next thing I wanted to get mm-hmm. into is really interesting and actually uh tyler it's good tyler sent a few emails uh mandatory samson at gmail.com oh, thanks, if you want to send an email he got in touch with me about this but it was already something that i had in the rundown but i just mm-hmm. wanted to mention him larry lessig is a legal theorist and political activist and a harvard law press- professor and he's going to explore a run for the presidency on a singular platform called the citizen equality act 
Now, something that we've talked about on the podcast Mm -hmm. quite a bit is getting money out of politics because Mm -hmm. I think that that is the biggest impediment to having a true democracy and it doesn't really represent the people if money is just pouring into the system and that's the only way the politicians get elected they're they're only representing a very small percentage Mm -hmm. of the population this is a little bit of a longer clip this is like a five minute clip and i wanted to play it because Mm -hmm. it really uh impacted me and i felt that it's like a powerful message this guy's putting out there so we're going to play this clip this is larry lessig uh talking about how he would potentially run for the presidency and like what his plan is. So let's play this Larry Lessig clip because it really, um, I think it's meaningful. So let, let's play this clip and uh, see what he has to say. And if you, if you want to say something during it, we can pause it and, you know, it okay. is what it is. But. In 1967, Democratic Senator Eugene McCarthy entered the primary here in New Hampshire to challenge his own party's sitting president because he feared the most important moral issue of the time the Vietnam War, was going to be invisible in that election. In four months, McCarthy went from almost nothing in the polls to almost beating Lyndon Johnson in the primary. And the one issue that no one wanted to talk about became the one issue that no one could ignore. At the core of our democracy, there is a basic inequality. Not the inequality of wealth, though that is a problem, or the inequality of speech, though some think that a problem too, but the inequality of citizens. Jefferson's truth that all are created equal has become Orwell's meme that some are more equal than others. And with this change, the core commitment of a representative democracy has been lost. This inequality shows itself in a thousand ways. It's why we must even say black lives matter. It's why Congress bends over backwards to benefit those who fund their campaigns. It's why a huge proportion of us don't waste our time voting. It's why the system, as Elizabeth Warren puts it, is rigged. Rigged to block reforms that most Americans would benefit from. Rigged to help the very few, those with the money to fund the politicians' campaigns. Meanwhile, i got to say the production value in this video is quite high. It's It's exciting to me. Uh, All right, let's just finish up with this. We need to challenge this rigged system like McCarthy challenged the war. We need to make fixing it the first priority of the next president and next Congress. Because until it is fixed, no sensible reform is even possible. Yet though every major candidate in the Democratic primary for president has acknowledged this corruption, so far every one of them just puts it to one side. As if without fixing the rig system first, we could get climate change legislation or sane limits on guns. As if without changing the way campaigns are funded first, we could reform Wall Street or take on the insurance companies. Can we, As um, if this... Cor- yeah. Because I don't... I, you know... He, he, I like that guy. Um, Tyler. Yeah brought this guy to your attention which is awesome thank you tyler well i he in fairness he was on you know i had this in the rundown but tyler yeah but tyler sent an article why what's 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 going on well here's i don't do we need to see the rest of it because i to me it's like i get it okay The, the guy this is beautiful but the reality is that everything that has in this country that has 
seem like a step forward uh-huh. has only been a step forward because it gave the illusion of benefit, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. So when people say, like, how did women get the right to vote, right? Because at some point in time, it was beneficial for the powers that be to have women feel like they had some type of a voice, but it did not ben- really benefit women at all, right? Yeah. So, and it's the same thing when you have... Um, you have the people fighting uh, when they release the slaves, right? And then you had this whole time in the reconstruction of our history where it seemed like it was all for benefit, but it was all just mind games. Because what happens in this country is that we everybody's having a mind game played on them. And this video was very white to me. It was very white, and it was the little white girl running through the woods uh-huh. and whatever and all that. And, that's, and people want that kind of a world, right? But the reality is that world only exists in a delusion because well, there's no, there's no, there's no way, right? And this is why this is why class is so important. Yeah, because th- white people are not any better off than black people, but the idea is that they are, right? Because you you see like little. Susie walking through the green knoll and everything uh, like that. And you don't, they don't show you like all the trailers and with the white people and everybody sitting on the front porch and mama ain't got all the damn teeth. They keep showing you this idea because if you, if you buy into this idea as a white person that this is your reality, if you go along with the flow, right. you are not going to buck the system. And it takes more than minorities and disenfranchised citizens complaining it takes those who have semblance of having the equality of the upper or the power elite to say no this is not i want that and we all should have that because if we spread all of that wealth equally we'll all be at a better place we may not all be billionaires yeah but we probably could all you know be making a hundred thousand dollars a piece and there wouldn't be homelessness and every kid could eat and have clothes in their back and then everyone have at home and mm-hmm. the basic necessities because we're all paying into that system. Right. But they're not they're, they're never gonna allow that. Well here's this is the this is the you thing have to about get this. rid of the people that do that. Who mm-hmm. who control that? And it's the same argument that I had with a friend. I don't know if we had it on my podcast or not. Uh-huh. They said, "Oh, it's the powers. It's the power. You just give her the power." I said, "No, because the most powerful people in this world, you have, you think you know who they are, or oh, the Rockefellers, blah 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 blah." And you I said, no not part, You have no idea who that those people are." I said, "Because once they reveal themselves as being powerful, you can destroy them." So you're never going to know who really controls this country. Right. They're behind the scenes. I mean, I think to an extent you're right about that. But I think by and large, we're starting to see with the big money donations to different candidates and things like this. We are seeing the Koch brothers. We're seeing the Sheldon Adelsons of the world, even Donald Trump running for president, which we're going to get into later. It's like, you know, they have the money. They are revealing themselves. They're, the- gi- they're given the money. They're giving. Yes, I, and I'm listen. I'm I'm just a small fish. I have no uh, benefit in this war because if I have a baby and it don't look right here, I will pack my baby, the two cats up, and my man, and we'll just go. So we'll just keep traveling around like nomads until we find a place of peace. I don't want to fight that system. I just want to say let's get to a point where people can have a decent life. Absolutely, and that doesn't impede upon you being the most wealthiest person in the world just to make sure that you help those below you but these people are so greedy 
that the only way it's not about helping or, or not helping people is that they don't consider you to be a human if you're not on their level. And in some realm of their reality, the only way they can feel happy about the status that they have is that there are people that don't have because of oh, comparison. Uh, these, these people get off on that. I, I agree with you. And I think here's uh, the reason why I wanted to play this clip and, and, and talk about this. It's like, yeah, maybe it was, maybe we could have like cut to the end of it a little bit. The point that this guy's trying to make Larry Lessig is that he's running as a referendum president, meaning he's running on one principle alone. And that's getting the big money donations, getting money out of politics. It'd be funded exclusively by citizens. And he would actually resign the presidency. He would mm-hmm. run, have a, a running mm-hmm. mate. The vice president would take over once a, an amendment was put in place or a law was put in place Mm -hmm. that all the big money was out of politics. And his point is, and this is why I really support it is that you can't make any kind of meaningful change the way you're talking about, where you have a base level of health for, Mm -hmm. you know, all citizens and and you can kind of like create a level of equality. You can't do that Mm -hmm. unless you get money out of politics, which is what we've been talking about with stamp stampede and all this stuff. It's just an interesting concept that he is, he'd be running not as a person like, Oh, Larry Lessig is going to be the president. He'd be running on the idea that we're going to take the money out of politics. And once that would be accomplished, he would leave office. He's not interested in the power. He's interested in getting in and getting out once this singular goal is accomplished, which I think is a fascinating idea just in principle. It's fun I to really talk about it. him. It's yeah. fun to, to see him and to see that journey. He's like the rent's too damn high guy. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that it, it's a waste of time. And that's why people are not going to go for this because it's a waste of time. The people who really do believe in the due process of the election. Yeah. For them to even waste time with him because he's not this. It's, it's a it's a joke. He's not. However pure it is, yeah. he's not a contender. So you, and you're not going to get because he, he can be easily undermined because the powers that be are going to say you're going to this guy has no experience. He has no this. He has no this. He knows that you need to believe in a system that's really going to work and change for you. And this is my system. There's no way to get money out of politics. There's no way because the system was created. Listen, if I create monopoly uh-huh. and I set the rules up for monopoly, I I can appease you to keep you in the game longer so I can get more money from you and say, yeah. okay, here's here's a couple hundred thousand dollars so you can stay in the game. I can every time I can just start taking that money back and it's good, yeah, yeah. fun to see you walk around in a wheel but you can never change the rules of this game because I created the rules. So even if I agree to give you some sort of leeway in the game, I still determine how you have that leeway and when I take it back from you. So this wheel is never, it's never going to end. We are never going to get to a utopia in this world. It's not going to happen. It's the same way I've made the concession to say we're never going to end racism because it's something that's learned. And once you learn how to control it, you can do whatever you want with it. You have children that come into this world who have the idea that this man wants to create peace, harmony across the globe. And then depending on what family they're in, their perspectives change on life, people, and then they become powers that be yeah. that keep this wheel spinning. I mean, I agree with you to a certain extent. The, the, Very the, negative, the, my outlook. But it's <laughs> realistic. I mean, he, here's the thing. I, I do agree with you to a certain extent that the powers that be have kind of put the system in place and that, you know, inevitably you're playing in their world. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're just going to keep changing the rules or whatever it is. The, the loophole in that system is that the, the, the Constitution and... and you know, the whole thing in this country was set up that it is representation of the people by the people. 
that's what it is. We, mm-hmm. we actually do have a voice. The reason why the voices are being drowned out is because of Citizens United, the way that we fund elections, like you're talking about the powers that be are the ones that are controlling the game. The, re- the only way to actually enact change, and maybe we don't get to a utopian society, but we get to a society that's more equal and more fair, is that you, you have to get the money out so the, the actual act of voting matters, matters again. And I think that's where the the fundamental divide, maybe even what we're both talking about, is that the the act of voting really doesn't matter through gerrymandering and things like that, which this guy gets into the video. The point is you have to, unless everybody's going to buy into the, the only way people are going to buy into the system is if the system actually appears, maybe it is rigged, maybe we'll never get there, but it has to have the appearance at least there. Of right. actual democracy. Well, yeah. it has an appearance of, of democracy, but I don't think enough. it does. I not, don't think no, it does. To, not to you, because you are, you know how versed you two are in what's going on in this world. Mm-hmm. You have people that wake up and they don't probably don't even know who the vice president is. Yeah, you. The, it's it seems like a democracy to people as long and the way that it always will seem like a democracy as long as it seems like it's not a democracy to others. That's how you think it's a democracy to you. Because if there's somebody else that I see that's clearly disenfranchised, that's why we look at ourselves and we go, well, at least I'm not the homeless guy that's living on the street. I'm doing much better than him. So the system's working for me. When reality, you're working into a system that's also cheating and failing you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's about perspective and always having someone underneath you to be at the bottom of the tone pole. That's why you see blacks being so outraged and aggressive and speaking out because we are the ones at the bottom. There's nobody lower than us. So that's why we're screaming. But if there was somebody lower than us, we'd probably also be like, well, at least I'm not that person. It's yeah, the whole yeah. thing with Dr. Seuss and the people taking off the stars off their bellies. I never want to be you. I always want to be something that's not you so that I can say that I'm better than you. That's how we live. Huh. <laughs> you just blew Joey's mind. Joey, no, you got any thoughts on this? Th- th- that's true. <laughs> no. I love it. No, it's, it's great. Uh, so then the question becomes, how do we fix that? So he comes mm-hmm. up with a plan that he would run as president and then step down. Right. That doesn't seem and plausible then he to leave, me. He leaves the vice president who, we yeah. you know. Well, exactly. he goes on to talk in the video where he, I mean, he's he's liberal. I mean, he would be for Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders, you know, yeah, Elizabeth Warren. He, he makes that point in the video. So it's an interesting concept. I agree with you. I don't think at this present moment that's possible. But I think we're starting to see a movement of people that are starting to understand that the fundamental flaw in the democracy is that there's too much money in it and it's not really run by the people. Well, here's my question. Everyone's always talking grassroots, grassroots. Yeah. Why don't somebody make one website? These are the candidates that we support. These are the grassroots people. Mm-hmm. Do it on every level, town, state, mm-hmm. Senate, Congress, presidency, and you just do it that. It's open. Everyone has access to it. Right. Everything's transparent because Obama is very transparent. But if you go take a look, I guarantee you, you're not going to understand what you're looking well, at. Well, he's one yeah, of the. That's yeah, true. I mean, There's a lot of misinformation and misdirection. So it confuses you and you don't really know what the real issue is yeah. or what to really believe. And there's so many sites that are like these fake sites that you read. And it's like it's just a propaganda site that's under the guise of being Democratic when it's really run by a Republican Party. Yeah. Huh. member you know it's like it's so much misinformation we were talking about the Planned Parenthood thing last week it's called oh, the yeah. Center for American Progress which sounds like right. something that's yeah, doing so right good. they're just anti-abortion that's that's their whole thing and they're trying to do these sting videos and and that is true there is a lot of misdirection yes. um all right it is 822 right can now. I just say this one thing please do yeah. so, and then I and we'll go down and we'll come back 
the thing that bothers me about this whole abortion thing, and yeah. and mind you, people will be surprised. I am conservative and I am Christian, but the thing that bothers me is when people enforce and impede their opinions and religious beliefs, and then they have no recourse for how to help right in the situation so what's going on is this whole law of like well we want the women to stop having abortions and mike huckabee is very vocal about this and and like life is at conception and i also believe that life is at conception but you want to enforce all of these rules right and women cannot have abortions despite whatever it may be because a woman at a certain base is like if, if she wants to have an abortion there's a reason for it right and if you're going to be the one that says we're going to make these women have these babies, you need to also be the person that says, and we have plans implemented and in place to take care of the children once they get here. Oh, because absolutely. they realize yes, yes. that they're creating a whole cycle mm-hmm. of like dependency and fucked upness. Because I have no other word to say but <laughs> fucked up. This perfect word. You know? great. Yeah. And it could, because you could have stopped this kid from becoming a part of the system, oh, but now you want to put your nose in, but you just want to put your nose in to get the kid here. And then once you, the kid gets here, you're going to be the kid's worst nightmare. That, that's, exactly, that's exactly yeah, what it's They only care no. until the kid is born. Then it's like, all right, well now you're on your own. And yeah. it's also the same people that want to teach abstinence only. And this, they, they, they don't want to, they don't want uh, people to have birth control. No, we're not going to cover that. We're not going to teach kids that they should be practicing safe sex, all this stuff. That's, to the side they right. only want but to they're also going to be doing whatever they want and that's the, that's what the culture is like you don't do it i'll do it which is why sarah palin's daughter is pregnant again outside of wedlock right mm-hmm. but oh, she's sure. but she's the moral authority and running around telling everybody else to have not have sex and then the the recourse for her is not even like somebody really going you're a dumb bitch <laughs> it's I think oh, some people no. do say that. But. I, well, of course, but yeah. not in her. You know, no, they're like, no, no. Yeah. oh, no, we're disappointed, but God has his reasons. Well, then don't he have his reasons for everything else? Or is it just your family that God has his reasons for? I didn't know uh, you just was the God family. That, just that family. Oh, y'all amazing. Which y'all, Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ Jr. Y'all need to go open up a Broadway Jesus Christ superstar on Broadway, the family of Jesus Christ superstar. We still alive. Uh that's a perfect place to take a break right now. Yep. We are going to come back. You're coming back. Yes. yes? Coming okay. Back. Yamanik is going to go on stage in a minute. We're going to take a quick break. You guys are not even going to notice. It's going to be seconds for you. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back and we're going to do a pretty in-depth wrap-up of the uh, Republican debates. Are you nice. excited to do I'm this? I'm excited. I am. All right. So we will be, uh, we're going to take a break right now. And we'll be back in two seconds for you guys. All right, everybody. We are back for, I guess, the second part of the Mandatory Samson podcast this week with our Incredible guest, mm-hmm. Yamanika Sanders, fresh mm-hmm. off Thank the you. stage. Mm-hmm. We're back. We are going to get into the Republican debate stuff. That's how we're going to wrap up the show. We're going to go in depth. We're going to play clips on this whole thing. And I watched both of these debates, okay, mm-hmm. for you guys. Everybody listening, this is <laughs> purely for you. Nice. No, I, I'm I'm an idiot. I like to watch this stuff. It's, it's entertaining to me. But anyway, so I watched the uh, Republican debates. Joe, did you see them? I saw the second half of the second one where Donald Trump had some real talk on that stage. Okay. Well, I mean, I have some Donald Trump uh, real talk from Donald Trump. I have some good clips of him. Okay. I have clips of everybody we're going to get into. And, yeah, I know you were posting, you know, stuff on Instagram uh, or whatever. I couldn't. I almost shut Instagram down for how much I was posting. <laughs> yeah. Because every moment of, of it just kept topping itself with, you know, being idiot moves after idiot move after idiot move. Oh, absolutely. The whole thing's crazy. And it's crazy that it's August and they're already starting to do this. Wait, wait, it's only going to get better. So here's what I'm going to do. I watched the early debate, which, you know, was just a freak show. Mm -hmm. There was uh, the participants on the undercard debate, as I'm calling it, was Rick Perry, Carly Fiorina, Rick Santorum, 
Bobby Jindal, uh, Lindsey Graham, and George Pataki. What? Why didn't they put Carly Fiorino up in the main one? Because they need a woman. They're so stupid. Oh, absolutely. Well, it was ba- it was based exclusively on, on poll numbers at that point. So mm-hmm. she, her poll numbers have shot right up. So she'll be in, I would assume, the main debate on the next I one. I thought she was up. I knew about her before this. Yeah. Uh, I did not. She, oh, you did not? She, not oh, all. really? Yeah. She. I mean, she was known, I think, but just her campaign hadn't taken off yet. But this really actually helped her. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read through. What I did was I took like live notes as I was going through. It was kind of like I was live tweeting, but I didn't tweet anything. And I have uh, all the clips. But for the yes. undercard debate, I'm just going to read what I what I had to say about it, and then we can move on to the main event one. Okay. I wrote, Carly Fiorina was the prettiest girl at an ugly pageant. <laughs> right? she, she, uh, she talks about her business experience at HP, but she was fired from there, and she's considered a terrible CEO. But that's like her you know, main reason for being there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. She, she took over for like a year, and like the company did terrible, and they, they got rid of her really quickly. So that's like her claim to fame. But that's but- how delusional some of these people are, because it's like, in her mind, she didn't get fired. Um, the, the company just decided to go a different direction. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter how badly you failed. You, you were there. So yeah, it's a different that, direction. That's how it counts. Uh, then, I, I, then I said, I all of a sudden love Lindsey Graham uh, because he has this like really quiet southern drawl saying all that the moderates in Iran are dead. And he was just like going off like, all the dead babies and all the stuff. So anyway, all right, whatever. I had a clip. What is it with them and dead babies? They always got something going on with some dead babies. They love it. Well, it's uh, all the stuff with the Planned Parenthood stuff. They always, they refer to them as the little babies. But meanwhile, it's like, it's a fetus. It's a totally different thing. Uh, I wrote, this is not maybe my best critique, but I just wrote, uh, Rick Perry is stupid and annoying and he's only concerned about the border. That's all he wants to talk That's about. That's hilarious because he is stupid. Yeah, he re- I mean, it's kind of stunning that that guy actually was the governor of Texas because yes. he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's, it's amazing. Uh, Bobby Jindal, very rehearsed. He's a nerd. Uh, Rick Santorum claimed that he spearheaded the 1996 welfare to work reform, but it's really not clear that he did that because I looked it up. And his <laughs> name is, it's nowhere to be found on that. Uh, they're all upset, and this is what we were just talking about. They're all upset about Planned Parenthood. Fiorina says that she would shut down the government over defunding it. Like, if they didn't defund Planned Parenthood, she would stop the government yeah, from doing anything just to defund Planned Parenthood. Uh, but she don't have no problem with people who are already born being unjustly killed by the cops. No, of course. Of course not. They, their only concern as long as it's... Uh, as, as long the, as it's born. The, the little babies are in the tummy, and then that's when they care about them. Uh, Bobby Jindal is having... This is insane. Bobby Jindal is having Planned Parenthood investigated in Louisiana, even though they don't perform abortions there at all. <laughs> so that's I don't know great. what he's bothering. Ha- okay. And Graham, like I said, used the phrase little babies instead of fetuses. Fine. And if these kids, once they were born, go to their house to trick or treat, they would call the cops on them. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, ISIS terrifies them all. They're all pretty positive we're going to get attacked at home because of Obama failing to wipe out ISIS. Interesting, we haven't been attacked at all during his presidency, Uh Mm -hmm. and the worst attack in our history happened with Bush in office, Mm -hmm. but whatever, let's pretend that that's not real. Uh, Graham and a couple of others want to put boots on the ground in Iraq and Syria, like 20,000 people. They want to go fight ISIS. I say fine, but if you're going to do that, let's make it 100,000 people, and let's really take them out, because 20,000 isn't going to do the job. Uh, this other guy, Jim Gilmore, who is out already. He's not even in the next debate. Oh, okay. He wants to create a Middle East NATO. <laughs> like there's even <laughs> remotely a possibility that that's going to happen. Because yeah. the big problem in the Middle East is that they don't really get along. So I think it's going to be hard to yeah, probably get happen. all those nations together. No, him and the babies and, and, <laughs> and Carly, they're all going to shut down the government over there and, and sing uh, um, a We Are the World. They should just put Carly Fiorina in charge of ISIS's finances. She'll bankrupt them and everything will, will work out. And, and then <laughs> uh, what I want to know is, since they're so concerned about Hillary Clinton's emails, 
I want to know how many abortions Carly Fiorino's had because she looked like the type of bitch that did a lot of scratch and repeat. <laughs> oh. Scratch and repeat on that uterus. Uh, by the way, the Iran deal, in case uh, anybody didn't know, is horrible. And that's basically all they have to say about yeah. that. They they think it's just a terrible deal and we're all fucked because of it, even though that's What not is the a case. schoolhouse rock? Yeah. What year is this? Yeah. Oh. It, it's the same recycled like Ronald Reagan Rhetoric ideas over and over year. again. Yeah. All right, so that's the that's the early debate. If you guys didn't watch it, don't worry about it. I've cl- we're gonna have plenty of debates to talk about. You can also watch it being reenacted on uh, SNL, or should I say, they actually are the real SNL, and SNL is real. Right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're just reading <laughs> literally from the transcript of that early debate. <laughs> the main event debate featured Donald Trump, who's the Republican frontrunner, Jeb Bush, uh, Scott Walker, Marco Rubio, Ben Carson, Mike Huckabee, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, Chris Christie, and John Kasich. Because in case five of those guys wasn't enough, they doubled it, and yes. this thing is going to be terrific. So, all right. Again, I have time codes of the clips that we're going to play. These are my quick notes, and we'll get into all of it. Rand Paul points out that ISIS rides around in U.S. military vehicles, which is true. He says we shouldn't fund them uh, and really doesn't say what that means. He just says we shouldn't fund ISIS, even though I don't think we are. The first clip I have, and this is an easy one we're going to start off with. John Kasich proves to not be an idiot. He also proves that you can't can't be a right wing uh, loon to be governor of Ohio, and you also can't win the presidency as a Republican without Ohio. So they're fucked. Uh, This is a clip of uh, John Kasich at like uh, 21 minutes into the debate. If you're trying to play along, it's 21 minutes into the uh, the version that we're watching. So John Kasich proving to not be an idiot, and then uh, he's going to start us off here. Governor Kasich. You chose to expand Medicaid in your state, unlike several other governors on this stage tonight, and it is already over budget by some estimates costing taxpayers an additional $1.4 billion in just the first 18 months. You've defended your Medicaid expansion by invoking God, saying to skeptics that when they arrive in heaven, St. Peter isn't going to ask them how small they've kept government, but what they have done for the poor. Why should Republican voters, who generally want to shrink government, believe that you won't use your St. Peter rationale to expand every government program? Meanwhile, I like how they, they're, they're already chastising him like, right. oh, look at this guy. He wants to be holy. Treat yeah. people fairly. Yeah. 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 Well, first of all, first of all, Megan, you should know that, uh, that President Reagan expanded Medicaid three or four times. Secondly, I had an opportunity to bring resources back to Ohio to do what? to treat the mentally ill, 10,000 of them sit in our prisons. It costs $22,500 a year to keep them in prison. I'd rather get them their medication so they could lead a de- decent life. Perfect, which is something yes. we were just talking about earlier on the point. episode. Great. No, they don't care nothing about that. Yeah. No. This, meanwhile, this is all the rationale for Obamacare, right. but that's okay. Secondly, we are rehabbing the drug addicted. 80% of the people in our prisons have addiction problems. We now treat them in the prisons, release them in the community, and the recidivism rate is 10%. And everybody across this country knows that the tsunami of drugs is, is threatening their very families. So we're treating them and getting them on their feet. And finally, the working poor, instead of them having come into the emergency rooms where it costs more, where they're sicker, and we end up paying... We brought a program in here to uh, make sure that people could get on their feet. And you know what? Everybody has a right to their God-given purpose. And finally, our Medicaid is growing at one of the lowest rates in the country. And finally, we went from $8 billion in the hole to $2 billion in the black. We've cut $5 billion in taxes, and we've grown three hundred dollars And notice how he jobs. gets the bell as soon as he starts to say something that's positive <laughs> and contrary to the bullshit. They done. First of all, yeah. that Megyn Kelly bitch, that <laughs> bitch, okay? And... Um, 
whoever did her weave need to go ahead and sit all the way down because I can see the tracks on the side of her head. Now, <laughs> tell us how you really how, feel. This yeah. is how nut. I, I mean, she uh, listen. She's traditionally a beautiful woman. Her spirit on the inside is gross. Now, these same people who don't want to help out the lower man are the mm-hmm. same people that also get government funding and subsidies up the ass. Oh, but yeah. when it when it comes to other people, you get subsidies to create businesses and shit that are going to benefit you, but you don't want to give subsidies and help to people who can't even feed themselves or have the basic necessity of housing. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and the crazy thing is, it's like this guy just made a good point. He, he made, a, made a reasonable yes. argument, expand Medicaid and all that stuff. He's never going to get their nomination. It's just no, not going to happen. Of course not. Um, all right. So my next little note was Bush, God love him, and God help us, uh, comes across presidential and above the fray at this point, I felt like. Some of his responses. And only at this point. I was point. like, okay. Yeah, because later on he's going to make a bad mistake. All right. So the next clip I have. <laughs> 27 minutes in. Trump goes up in flames. I wrote, he says stupid 80 times as he's trying to answer a question, which uh, amazingly, this guy's poll numbers went up. Trump. Yes, it did. I thought he was an embarrassment at this thing, but uh, maybe uh, I'm wrong. I, I got a second half that of it. When we get, okay, when let's, well, let's watch this Trump clip. Uh, I think he looks like a, a real dummy in this clip. To answer my question, which was, what evidence do you have, specific evidence, that the Mexican government is sending criminals okay. across the border? 30 seconds. Border patrol. I was at the border last week. Border patrol. Can we pause? 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 Every week he at the fucking border. Every time he asks a question, I was just at the border two days ago. Yeah, I was. I'm at the border now. That's he what? is always at the. Why are you at the border so much? Are you going over there to get day laborers for cheaper? Yeah, probably to like clean his golf courses or whatever it is. No, but that's the thing. He. Uh, that's how he runs. Like. um you know, the the apprentice and shit like that. He's just like, I love Coca-Cola, great relationship with them. Everything's just week. great. And it's a lie because he just says whatever the fuck come out of his mouth and he don't have, I guarantee you the Mexican people, he, th- he thinks the Mexican people really are on his side. Yeah, There's no he way. Th- he must think it because uh, he probably does. L- l- listen to this answer. You tell me yeah. if this sounds like somebody that should be able to like press the nuclear button. That I deal with, that I talk to. They <laughs> say this is what's happening because our leaders are stupid. Our politicians are stupid. And the Mexican government it's is stupid. much smarter, <laughs> much sharper, much more cunning. And they send the bad ones over because they don't want to pay for they. them. They don't want to take care of them. Why should they when the stupid leaders of the United States will do it for them? And that's what's happening whether you like it or not. <laughs> then he just gets booed by the can ground. I, can I say yeah. this? Let's keep it very... Let's. Let's talk in plain All right. English. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I'm not saying I've ever danced around it because I've been asked this on television several times for some reason. Okay. I'm not dancing around the idea of Donald Trump, but here I feel like I can really be candid. Absolutely. Please do. And say the real juice. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald Trump represents what America was founded on. America is a land of immigrants that came looking for a better way of life. Unfortunately, they docked somewhere that was already inhabited by people that was living here. Okay. (laughs) But, but that was neither here nor there in their opinion. So what they did was you had a group of disenfranchised people who came over here and then inflicted the same pain they were trying to escape. So Mm -hmm. the whole country is built on the idea of, uh, empowering not just to say on the basis of the white male but the affluential 
white male, right? And then white women become a part of that just by, you know, um by association. Association yeah. and it's like you you but not as a not as a entity of its own, but as a commodity, right? right. So we control this woman and, and her sex and the value of her sex and who she is. This type of person that Donald Trump is, is still alive. This old, white, millionaire to billionaire man exists. And there's a lot of them out there. That's why he's so popular. And what happens is, who also is affected by, because immigration is a humongous deal. Number one, immigration across the board has already been fucked up because what they don't talk about is they've been allowing certain immigrants to come into this country while turning other immigrants away. away, Okay? So already, it's already a fucked up flawed system because you only take in the people that you really want to take. Right. But now that it's been an an influx of so many people, where you have the common man that on a base level is directly affected by immigration because now the same job pool and access that he has we're talking about somebody who may not be very skilled or educated who has to take a a base job is now competing with immigrants who clearly can't who not going to come into this country well for the most part they're probably escaping something or they're coming from someplace where they're being so they need a base level job so until they build up and and learn the system well and are willing to take that job they're taking it under any condition but they're being they're competing with that these immigrants on this level so instead of them saying listen here's the situation it all coming back down on us not having enough resources in general they go oh now it's too many mexicans here but mexico is right there and this um, wall and all this imaginary shit like it's it's like your neighbor's gonna come into your yard that's what it is (laughs) these people are here like you, what are you going to you going to build a tower to God that they can't overcome like they're right here and you also we've stepped foot on part of their land sure. so it's like what the fuck are you all this no who can't who can't and what people don't understand is a lot of Americans especially around the Bible Belt and all that other shit and these people that want to keep America back to where it was would mean niggas got to start <laughs> tap dancing and shoe shining again <laughs> and all the Mexicans got to go back until uh, uh, like Speedy Gonzalez is a cartoon on Disney Channel, (laughs) and they want it to be white, bright, and where the niggas is warming up their beds, and yes sir, no sir, picking cotton. That's the kind of world they want. Well, it's such a... And that's why Donald Trump, he's speaking to them, because they're like, he's going to get all of the Mexicans out of here. And that's all they hear, is that he is willing to say... I'm going to do this and I'm going to do, do that. that. And these same people who you don't even know who they are, right? Because I'm telling you, when people go home and they talk amongst their friends and they get on the phone, uh-huh. they say some of, and me included, you say a lot of shit when ain't nobody around to judge you. And it's a lot of people that think like Donald Trump who can't say it because of they work in or whatever. Uh-huh. They have an association. Around. They don't want their shit tarnished. Yeah, yeah. Donald Trump, doesn't care. He can oh, say no, he, it. He can say oh, right. it. And he, then they're going to go vote for him. I'm telling you, there's a good chance it's going to be President Trump. <laughs> Here's the only... Re- I, I I think if he was legitimately running, mm-hmm. you're right, mm-hmm. because I think he is tapping into something. I think it's also an idea of like, well, Trump's a billionaire, so he must know how to become a billionaire. We're all going to be able to make all this type of money. It's like a, right. it's a flawed idea. He's not raising any money. We, we looked into it. We've talked yeah. about it on the podcast. He has $1.8 million in his like... 
coffers mm-hmm. donated by himself to himself. He's raising no money. He has no like infrastructure. He's really not actually running. He's just out there to promote He hasn't himself. put out any policy papers yet either. No, he's never he said do he was that. going to. It's all exploratory. Yeah, it's all exploratory, but he's reveling in it because why not? He's the front runner. He might as well get on stage and get his shine for he now. He polls but- well. Well, yeah, he's polling well nationally, but let's see what happens uh, if he gets a primary. If he wins a primary, then fuck it. And and that's what makes this a poor poor system off the bat. Because for you to be in a contender and being someone that can control legislature and be the president of the United States, you have to be someone that has money because you need money for that you're never going to see mm-hmm. a poor person run for president or you need the coke brother like sugar daddies that are going to pay for your campaign you got to go there and growl and you're only going to mm-hmm. get their money for, for special interest because they also are being funded by the people that we don't see right yes you mentioned the wall i have mm-hmm. a point about the wall okay they all still want to build this fucking wall they tried that already. There yes. already is a wall there. They still think it's a good idea. It didn't work, and they're complaining about illegals coming over the border. There's a great documentary called The Fence, which you should check mm-hmm. out. The first scene in The Fence, it's an HBO documentary. They're showing the wall. They interview this Mexican guy, and they're like, so how do you, what are you going to do? Like, this wall's here. And he's like, <laughs> we walk 20 we just feet walk, Yeah, we just walk a mile <laughs> that way. He's like, the fence is smaller over there. We just, we climb it Yeah, over you there. Cl- yeah. You come over. <laughs> well, what do they think they're going to do? They're going to build a 500-foot wall like the Great Wall. It's going to cost trillions of I, dollars to try to keep people out. But you know what's so funny about this wall and all this stuff they keep talking about? It sounds very Hitler-esque. Mm. Oh, it's a, it's a horrible idea, right? Instead of just reforming the system and giving no, people an opportunity yeah, to come not, over. No. Listen, I, here, I'm, not, I'm not ignorant to the fact that if we don't have enough resources in America to support and, and, and give to the people who are citizens of America, yes, we have to have some type of immigration. That's legal or illegal. Sure. Because Mm -hmm. you can't have people coming over and getting stuff and then the people who have no place to go. Getting nothing. Right, because, you know, people migrate here because we have stuff. So where do the people that are from here that can't get, where do they migrate to? Back to to take the place of people that, you know, can't? Yeah, no. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm all for immigration reform illegal and legally but not off the basis of fu- first of all fundamental racism that you you know it's like it was you, they, and that's from the beginning when they were turning haitians and shit away it's like yeah yeah you, yeah. you turn the blacker the, the immigrant the more you're telling them no so like no you know then deal with the system that you created you had no problem turning these niggas away now all of a sudden it's becoming too much because guess what now jose <laughs> ain't mopping your floors and doing no shit like that. Jose owns his own company and nah. he's sending his kids to school and they're seeing now it's not the uneducated, ignorant immigrant that's escaping poverty and being poor. It's people coming over here and taking advantage of the resources that are here and benefiting from the system. And now these people don't want them to benefit from the system because they go, guess what? If we keep letting this happen, there's no, go- there's not going to be any more Donald Trump. It's going to be Jose Trump. Right. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the other crazy thing about the, this whole thing about Mexicans coming over and the, their rapists and all the shit that Trump's putting out there. Uh, Mexican people, by and large, are pretty hardworking, like family oriented yes. people. Like they're not. It, to me, it Phil seems Gavin. like these are people that are, are a benefit to us. And they already are because they're in the country. They can't say that they're here, but they're working in mm-hmm. restaurants and they're working it's all over the place. It's a very hypocritical to, process yeah. because you understand that. 
nine times out of ten, if you go to a pizzeria and there's a Mexican that guy there delivering the pizza, he might not have documentation. Right. But nobody asked those questions. But then also, he's living in a, in a system where you think they paying him living wage? Nope. How oh, many no, jobs do you think course. he got to have? Yeah, and absolutely. And it's the same right. thing that happened with blacks. It's the same thing that happened to us. When we were slaves, they go, oh, slavery's over. And they go, and they release all these slaves, and it's like, you released us in a system that we have no rights in, no rules, we don't uh, control the game, and not only that, we don't have any resources. Right. So what exactly did you expect us to have, which is why you have this culture of like, it's the same thing with the inner cities. When they go, oh, were they killing blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because you know what? None of these kids know how to get out of the system that they in. Because guess what? They didn't crawl out of a vagina in Connecticut that's going to give them access to all kinds of shit, whether they deserve it or not. I totally, yeah. totally agree with you. Right. You're, you're starting at zero. Everybody else is on 100. And you stay and at 100. Starting, right. And you stay at zero. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless by some chance Denzel Washington <laughs> opens a boys and girls commu- school mm-hmm. and your grandmother don't need you to go out there and hustle drugs for money so she can get her Medicaid medicine and shit like that. Like, it's all fucked up. That's why when I wake up in the morning, I go, how can I have the least fucked up day possible? Because it's all fucked up. I just want to be happy. And that's it. So that's why I tune out of this shit half the time. And I go, go to the polls and vote. The the vote don't matter. It really don't. Because these motherfuckers is going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Come hell or damn high water. And you just better hope you wake up on the good side of them when they really ready to like deflect. And then they start throwing money and shit down the tubes. Well, look, I agree with you, but you, you you shut Larry Lessig down for living in a white world. But he he's trying to get the money out of no, boxes so we can no, vote. No, 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 I didn't, I didn't, sh- I didn't shut him down for living in a white world. I said the reason why it's appealing to watch this guy because he's showing. I don't think he's deliberately showing the white world, but he's right. showing like the little white girl because it's the same thing when they had the whole Coney project and they were like, "Stop Coney!" Oh, Everybody's like, yeah, "Who's yeah, Coney?" Yeah. And the guy that did the video for that, he he did all these things and showed all these black children that are being killed and all that stuff. He says, "And now imagine if all of that happened to him." And then he puts up his little white son, and then everybody goes, "Oh my God, it could have happened to that little white angel." It's the same thing <laughs> right. when those eleven white kids were killed in Connecticut. The whole universe shut down there are 500 kids every year in chicago black kids that are being killed and nobody opens their mouth so it's all about how can we put out an image to make you finally give a fuck that this is happening and it and that means you're gonna have to make it look lily white for people to go no No. and that's what happens when people say this we're all fucking selfish people go how could it happen here well where the fuck is it supposed to happen right when you say shit like that that means you don't give a fuck about any other place right. that's but a, your that's own a their little, problem it's yeah 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 problem. oh it's right. never in my back not in my that's what we say not in our backyard in america but then we go around and we be killing people and innocent children and shit and, and, and other places and we don't give a fuck blowing no. their limbs and shit off no, we're not innocent of any of the things that we're doing. It doesn't mean I don't love my country and I don't think that we're the most amazing country in the world. But at the same time, we're doing a lot of gully shit. And and I'm a very spiritual person. What goes around comes around. And if you do dirt, dirt's going to come back on you. And we do for a lot of damn dirt. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's, giddy up. Go. It's a humanity problem. That's the thing. People look at like, well, I'm American. So if we blow up civilians, we're bombing ISIS. We don't care if we treat the people in the right. And they you know. also whoever the hell they are either right. pakistani and iranian they whoever they are and they have allegiance to the, and it's yeah. fine for people to have allegiance to the, it's fine to have allegiance to america but we do but let's do what we say we're going to do and protect people 
I don't want to see pictures of shit. All these pictures of kids with their limbs blown off. They have no place to live. You just dropping bombs. You don't give a fuck. And then over here, we all sleep because everybody's watching American Dad on Sunday. And that's when they doing all the killing over in other places. Oh, it's okay. fucked up. Marco Rubio <laughs> has gigantic fucking ears. Is something that I noticed while I was watching okay. this debate. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, they, they go from Do you his, have a picture of him? Yeah, we could probably get a picture. I have a clip of him probably talking okay. about that. So you could see the, his, his ears go from his eyebrows to like his chin. It's unbelievable. I didn't notice it until this debate, but it's crazy. You guys, yeah, you'll notice it. Uh, I also wrote Bush Rubio could be an interesting duo. We'll, we'll see what happens. And again, I'm just saying this purely from the perspective of like just watching it. I'm not supporting these people. I'm, I'm just saying this from, from the perspective of like maybe that will work out. I have no right, idea. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, Scott Walker's bald spot is absurd and distracting. Uh, I'm just going to throw that out there too. This is all if you're watching the whole thing. Do you watch the show Scandal? Like uh, any I'm, of that stuff? And I'm not into Scandal. You're not, but you've seen it though. I, I think I saw half an episode. Not because I don't like the it's show. It's your pole. No, no, no. I don't, I don't have a chance to watch television right. like that, you know? And so I watch my shit in bulk. What I'm into is how to get away with murder. That's the Shonda Rhimes show that I'm okay. into. Okay. Because right. by the time I was able to really sit down and watch Scandal, it was already too far gone. So I'm just going to bu- binge watch it in a year or two. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. well my, the reason I bring it up is that Ted Cruz, and we're going to play a clip of him He's in a Scandal? No, but he acts, <laughs> he talks like he's on Scandal. My girlfriend watches it. Okay. And it's like this slow pace to like fast with like these like little breaks in between where he'll be like the American people need to know that President Obama will not be but it's like this whole like theatrical right, 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 way of talking right. so let's play a clip of Ted Cruz this is him talking about uh, you might have Tourette's yeah, there's, <laughs> some, there's definitely something wrong with Ted Cruz this is Ted Cruz talking about ISIS and he thinks that the generals uh, the information they're telling him is nonsense Shalgren, and he has the following can I say something question. real quick can yeah, please, yeah quick? of course this is what I don't like what they do with the women in, in, in the Republican mm-hmm. thing they put up this real pretty kind of like status quo bitch and then and it's a deflection and and that's why they run a campaign oh all the republican women are prettier than the democrat what the fuck do they have to do why is she up there looking like she was on america's top model <laughs> like get up i'm not saying she's got to look dowdy but you don't need all this pomp and damn circ this you got you got to look like you got a christian dior dress on you got your head spliced up you got tracks in your hair you got makeup and shit meanwhile the dudes next to her both of them look like they came out of mad men they don't look current no, nothing no. about that you know what i'm saying it's no like, but they're like that's the thing it's classic like newsmen look for the guys yeah. and then it's just yeah. all pretty women because i have a theory that people 90% of people that watch fox news always just have it on in the background on mute so they see the little crawl it says oh obama fucked this right, up today right, right, right. pretty and chick pretty and that's chick. it yeah pretty chick <laughs> Uh, all right, this is Ted Cruz. Oh, there's a question, question from is, How would the candidate stop the treacherous actions of ISIS, ISIL, and its growing influence in the U.S. if they were to stop this shit right now? And I said this. I said. I said this before this shit even happened. I said I dared them to bring on a black person and have them ask about anything other than police damn brutality. And they, you think this nigga give a fuck about ISIS? Be honest. Be honest. And I'm not saying that he don't give a fuck like he hope the shit. He don't give a fuck. No, no, no. I know what you mean. But he's being killed in the streets. His counterparts are being killed in the streets every damn day. There's a news story about that. And he gonna ask these niggas about <laughs> ISIS. Yeah. On live TV. On yeah. live TV. Even he read the teleprompter like, you, you can see in his eyes, he go, what the fuck? I thought, wait, who, who put me for this shit? Uh, this is his 
to Yamanika's point, not talking about anything that he's no, worried no, no, he's no, concerned about. And, it, and funny enough, don't he kind of look like Trayvon Martin? They do a lot of subliminal shit that you wouldn't even believe. Oh, I believe Oh, they strategically sure. got this boy. And, and why is that little piece of red showing on his damn collar? That's probably like some damn symbolism shit. I don't trust them. The Republicans are shady as hell, and they all about getting to your damn brain cells and making you think they shit is gold. They don't give a fuck about, they ain't gave a fuck about niggas in the Republican Party since before the Reconstruction period. Get the fuck out of here. Senator Cruz, I want to talk to you about this because many of the Facebook users and, and the, the folks on Facebook wanted the candidates to speak to ISIS tonight. You asked the chairman of the Joint Chiefs a question. What would it take to destroy ISIS in 90 days? He told you ISIS will only be truly destroyed once they are rejected by the populations in which they hide. And then you accused him of pushing Medicaid for the Iraqis. How would you destroy ISIS in 90 days? Which is an absurd question. We don't have to destroy ISIS in 90 days, but that's fine. It's absurd also because they asked Ted Cruz, who was their token go-to minority, because anybody with the last name Zuz, Ozo, Bozo, <laughs> is that they now, they're going to throw in the forefront. And he is uh, so far removed. The, 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 just a side note, because i got to say this while it's on my yeah, mind, yeah, and we can get back to this. If one more of them motherfuckers would start with a story about their motherfucking father oh, and we how have, they fucking We have good father. ones at the end. We're going to yeah. play them. I have the closing oh, okay, remarks. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got okay, the closing right, I'm jumping the gun. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. you Let me wait get for it. Yeah. Baby. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. All right. T- Ted Cruz, continue. Meanwhile, he was born in Canada. That's how far removed he is. Yeah. And we need a commander-in-chief that speaks the truth. We will not defeat radical Islamic terrorism so long as we have a president unwilling to utter the words radical Islamic terrorism. Oh, yes, yes. Great bonus. He's proud of himself. Look how he's shaking his head. Yeah, I did it. You did it, Teddy. You did it, Teddy. It's it's super theatrical. When I asked General Dempsey, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, what would be required militarily to destroy ISIS, he said, there is no military solution. We need to change the conditions on the ground so that young men are not in poverty and susceptible to radicalization. That, with all due respect, is nonsense. Please, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. he said it was nonsense. Yeah, he's saying yeah. that. But he's telling the general that it's nonsense, that part of the reason why people, like, get radical ideologies and commit terrorism is because they're, they're in poor. shitty situations and that's the only thing they can do. <laughs> he thinks that's nonsense. No, I know, because in his world, because first of all, he forgot, number one, that he was Cuban. Number two, he forgot that he... Uh, 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 didn't have Wheaties today because he looked very like he's running out of energy. Uh-huh. Th- that's absolutely the reason anybody who's disenfranchised of and course. wants to get a voice of power. That, but that's how out of touch they are. Right? They don't even know to. They, I don't. Even, I bet you they don't even know that Mexicans were invented. This is an idea to them. It's too like it's. They don't know anything. Well, this is why Trump's the forefront because he's bringing the Mexican issue to the to to the fore here. So now they all know about it. But you're right. It's crazy. The that is fundamentally that they think, well, we just we're just not bombing them enough. It's Trump not is, we're not arresting people enough. That's the Trump problem. Trump is now giving discounts to his hotels. If you use the presidential code Trump uh, 2016. Is he really? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, that's how the, nuts he is that you believe that I, that he would do some shit like that. I don't know if he's doing that or not. But oh, that's well, no, I, I believe it. Why not? That's how fucking nuts he is. That's why he's in this whole thing. That's really what I believe. He's just doing this to promote himself. And, and why are they always? 
always quoting somebody they had a conversation with. When did you have a conversation <laughs> with this dude? Last and week. why do you remember last week while he oh so you was talking to this dude, Trump was at the wall and fucking Jeb Butch was di- knee deep into his um wife's vagina. I mean y'all all <laughs> doing a bunch of shit but other than real shit and Ben Carson was somewhere being the only nigga that ever sliced our brains apart. I'm so sick of him. I hope you got I hope you got something on that coon a coon a motherfucking matata. I do, I do have uh yeah because all he did the entire I don't have any of his clips but all he did was like make jokes the whole time. Yeah, cuz yeah. all he was he was reenacting uh he was auditioning for Viola Davis role in The Help. That's all he was doing. He's a he's a loser and I go really hard on him because I'm disappointed in him. He was one of my childhood heroes really? because uh-huh. he worked at John Hopkins. I'm from Baltimore, you yeah, know. Yeah, he's right. He's a yeah. brilliant neurosurgeon. I was but- I had his book. We prayed for him. Wow. Now I'm like I should have used those prayers on something else. Hmm. Right. Cuz he's a loser. It's it's it my it boggles my mind that somebody who is clearly has to be a brilliant person to be able to do the, yeah, the job yeah. that he's done and there just has these views that are just Well, you so know what? Because he stopped being around blacks. That's what happens. So you start uh, to think you start to think like you are part of a group. Let, let me tell you something. If the revolution came tomorrow, he'd be the first nigga they throw on the front line and be <laughs> the only one because he's the only one standing there. Ben Carson needs to go somewhere and, and have several stupid ass seats because he's a fool. The next point I have is and Jeff- they always bringing out some nigga and some woman in the Republican thing. Every, what was it? Herman Cain la- the last time. Oh, well, Herman always. Cain, yeah. I don't know who's going to be coming. They always, they do the same two-step. Right. Get a crazy-ass nigga, some dusty old bitch. Neither one of them can win. We'll throw them in as a deflection while we push up the person that we really want. Right. They got a huge curtain now because they got Tom, um, I said Tom Cruise. They got <laughs> Tim T- Allen. I'm going to call him Tim Allen. They got uh, Tiny Tim. I was going to say Tiny Tim. What Donald- the fuck? I, Donald Trump. I, I, oh you need to relax. Every, yeah, let's get this clip. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, right. I'm losing it. I'm this is what I was going to say. Jeb Bush, this is what I was talking about earlier. You've seen President I wrote Jeb shits his pants on ISIS answer in reference to going to Iraq in the first place. I think he just, he embarrassed himself with this one. For days on end in this campaign, you struggled to answer a question about whether knowing what we know now, I remember, you would have invaded I Iraq. Megan. <laughs> I remember too. And ISIS, of course, is now thriving there. That's a shame because Jeb is kind of no. cute. The, all the bushes are cute, though. Well, that's it's something yeah. retarded cute about them. Well, Jeb's the one that got the vitamins and the good schooling. Yes. The other ones did, didn't but get it. Bushy, <laughs> listen, Bushy was a fool, but Bushy could get it. Oh. And Bushy, you know he was fucking Condoleezza Rice. So you already know that shit was popping down. All right. Because Condoleezza was walking off them planes too many times looking like she just got her shit ate. <laughs> to the families of those who died in that war who say they liberated a country and deposed a ruthless dictator... How do you look at them now and say your brother's war was a mistake? Knowing what we know now, with faulty intelligence and not having security be the first uh, priority when, when we invaded, it was a mistake. I wouldn't have gone in. However, for the people that did lose their lives and the families that suffered because of it, I know this full well. Because as governor of the state of Florida, I called every one of them, every one of them that I could find, to tell them that I was praying for them, that I cared I about them. I can't with these. <laughs> I can't stop him. I cannot with them. Okay. Every time they have an argument, it's they talk to somebody. Yeah. George, uh, I mean, uh, um, d- Trump. I got on the phone with the Mexicans yesterday, and I was talking to them. Right. This nigga, I called every so, and then he couldn't even stand behind his truth because he said, "Well, everyone I could find. How many could you find? Two. Right. You went walking your fingers through the the yellow pages. 
every time this 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 idea that you have to have an example that's why they're not tangible because none of them are just able to say listen he should be saying my brother fucked up and the right. reality is we did lose lives and yes it's not on me to look at your, them families and say we had a fucked up war that's my brother's job because he the one sent them niggas over there and now what oh absolutely yeah, well and wait he's about to twist himself into knots trying to get out of this question and then just like stumbles over the buzzer as, as this continues oh, you're 100 no. right it was very hard to do and every one of them said that their their child did not die in vain or their their wife or husband did not die in vain and so it, why it was difficult for me to do it was based on that here's the lesson that we should take from this which relates to this whole subject barack obama became president and he abandoned iraq yeah okay. he left and when he left we'll say that for Al-Qaeda 100 years was done for isis was created because of the void that we left and that void now exists as a caliphate the size of Indiana to honor the people. Which, no, that's not true. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they have a hundred fucking million people there. Here's my question. No, it's the void that he left. Well, see, but the, right, l- l- let's get into it because this fuck, this is the fundamental issue of my generation, my lifetime. The Iraq war was a disaster. Mm-hmm. They expect yeah. us to stay there indefinitely mm-hmm. just... Trying to, years. trying to keep a civil war under control and because Obama was smart enough to be like no we have to get the troops out of here at some point what happens happens we, we cannot be here just wasting blood and treasure forever ISIS gets created and that's Obama's fault not the administration that created a false pretense to go right. to war in the first place it's fucking nonsense and it's mm-hmm. infuriating that it, infuriates me well because everything is Obama's fault and it goes back to once again it does go back to race that's how it is because the, he's the blame. Then if it wasn't him, it would be whoever white was Democratic and because you're Democrat. Well, they blame right. Clinton, too. They blame Clinton because 9-11 happened because of Clinton because he like put up a wall between the FBI and the CIA. Yeah, it was Clinton. Meanwhile, it's never the people that are actually in office. Do you think if 9-11 happened when Obama was the president... Would it be his fault or would it be uh, W's fault? Oh, it would be what his fault. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It would be his fault. But the Republicans, they never take responsibility for anything. And I think that's why people are turned off by them. It's like they say these outlets. Like, you have to be able to see both sides of the coin. And that's what I don't like about having political affiliations because right. I don't necessarily subscribe to everything that's Democratic. And I don't necessarily subscribe to anything, everything that's Republican. Right. But there is somewhere in the middle. And I don't want you just to tell me that I am a like a, a, a middle-of-the-roader. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want you to tell me I'm, I'm straddling fences. There's too many extremes one way or the other. But I know for certain Republicans do not take responsibility for the things that they do. They think they're completely blameless in the situation. Huh. And you can't move forward in a dialogue when people don't think they have any responsibility in the fight. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because the whole thing relies on on having some kind, regardless of what side you're on, if you're not on a side. It, re- it relies somewhere on an objective truth like this happened. Mm-hmm. when this person was in office because of this policy. That is never the argument that you can have with people on the right. They just don't accept that that's no. even... Reality isn't reality, so you can't ever Those solve a problem. Those babies... I, I'll tell you, little this, this, this is this speech. The little babies, they're so innocent, and these welfare mothers just are trying to get rid of them. They're right. killing their own people. They don't want to learn. They have no desire. They don't work. They just want to take all your money, and you work. And they and it's like, yeah, you have people who are on a welfare system because it starts with the um, tools to advance in this world, which they don't have. Not that I'm saying that. 
that's an excuse because some people can't overcome it. But just because someone can't overcome their situation doesn't mean that the situation itself is not fucked up. Of course. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. Yeah. Meanwhile, that argument is always frustrating because it's like, yeah, it must be a blast being just like a single mom on welfare with five yeah. kids. Yeah. That's oh, well, a lot of fun. Well, why don't, you st- why don't you close your legs? Yeah. But why don't you close your legs? Right. I mean, the fundamental desire to want to be in something that gives you pleasure, which results from sex, is everybody's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, 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 no question about it. So, right. you know, it's like they it's this whole thing of, again, they treat people like animals. So it's the same way, you know, you I, you know, I have a fr- I, I'm not going to say who, but I have a friend that has a friend that has a, a bunny rabbit. Now, they love this bunny rabbit, but they treat the bunny rabbit like a bunny rabbit, you know, uh-huh. and the bunny rabbit was in a cage while his family went away on vacation. Oh, and I said, you know, they had somebody come over and take care of the thing. And I don't think they deliberately did it, but it was like, well, they got to keep the, the bunny in the cage because the bunny is going to do it. I'm like, well, then don't have the bunny. Right. You see what I'm saying? But you don't think like, but if you, you would never keep a human in a cage like that, but you would call, you would put a bunny in it because oh, he's, he'll be all right. He's got his food and care. And that's how they think of people. Like, oh, it's okay. They can live. The whole idea of Gwyneth Paltrow doing this can let me see if I can live off of welfare for a week. (laughs) But even if you could, even if somehow you could manage for a week, bitch, people ain't living off of welfare for a week. That's a lifetime. Absolutely. And there's no, right. There's no, in their, in their vision, there's no possibility they're going to get off that. There's no, there's no No. track to get off that. Because that's the other argument that they make where it's like. Well, you know, it's, it's just because, uh, you know, they're lazy. Well, no. Did you think that people, if, if people saw like a legitimate path where they could, could uh, rise above, get a well, job, be able to take absolutely. care of that, you, you really think that the majority of people wouldn't take that? Yeah, there's always going to be a percentage of people in any class but that are going to do that. All of that is a farce anyway because, yeah. I mean, uh, fundamentally, the citizens can, who do pay into the system can complain. But the government shouldn't ha- doesn't then the government should be taking care of that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like I have been I have been making, you know, more money than I've ever made in my life. Right. And I don't but I don't I don't have any money. Just because no, it's, it's, no, no, it's, it's not a ton of money. It's fine. You know, I might get yeah. a couch. Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But my half of my check is gone for taxes, all kinds of shit that fundamentally it's not even legal that we're paying taxes. Do you understand? <laughs> you know, so like, no, it's not. It's not. It's not legal, and we're still. We're still but if you don't, you gonna go to jail, right? Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you. But when you try to stand up for yourself, and there's plenty of people who do and say, "No, I'm not gonna pay. I'm not paying tax. I'm not." How are you gonna? How how we, how do you go against that? How you can't? You're powerless. No, you can't. no. well, unless you have offshore bank accounts and stuff like Romney. Well, not like, like every. That, what I'm saying is the same people that were able to dodge wars. Yeah, the same people like who, Trump who avoided the Vietnam War. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, did he really? Yes, he did. Oh, but it's that movie Ellipsium all over again. Elysium, Elysium whatever the yeah. shit. I walked out. I couldn't because it was boring. Yeah, I was disappointed but by that. It was, you know. But then again, and that's like Matt Damon, the oh, the one lone white guy, and fucking El Segundo. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like, and he's the hero. So that's why I fell asleep. But it's like, yeah, we're gonna. It's our, our, we're going to take our babies and my precious little baby and don't know when to do anything, my baby. And then you kill other babies. Right. Mm-hmm. It's about the, protect all the people that I love and care about. And then but nobody you do else. Yeah, nobody else. You do whatever you want. And if everybody has that mentality, everything's going to be fucked up. Absolutely. It's a fundamental lack of empathy. Your buddy, Ben Carson, he says there's no such thing as a, quote, politically correct war. 
And he doesn't think that we should let anyone know what we're doing in terms of waterboarding or whatever. He thinks that that's okay as long as we don't say what that we're doing. Because they're not human beings. Yeah, it doesn't matter. There's no. Well, it's the yep. same thing that they did. They did um, to Sandra and the rest of these people that go to jail and, yeah. and they want to quote unquote commit suicide according to them. Right. What bothers me about Ben Carson, other than the fact that he is an Akuna Matata, Coon, Uncle Tom, Sambo, Coon, <laughs> bitch ass nigga. Okay. Would you? Okay. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Is that it's one thing for you to be black and conservative. I'm not saying that you can't be black. I have conservative viewpoints, right. you know, mostly because my of my religious beliefs. But I, I have conservative viewpoints. I don't believe my my opinion should impede on anybody else's right to be free. But I have my but opinion. That, but, that's my, what, see, but that's what's great about you. You're religious. I'm not religious. But it's like... You you're you're doing it in your own life. You're not trying to impose it on anybody else, right. and that's fundamentally what the problem is with this party. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's you know. all they want. They have yeah. their opinion. Only their religion matters. Even if you think your religion is a true religion, doesn't mean other people can't believe how they believe. But what I what I really have a problem with when it comes to Ben Carson is how can you act as if somehow you have to think to yourself that I'm the chosen black. Right. And that's his idea, because there's no way you could look at the principles and practices of the Republican Party and especially your contemporaries and say that there's not big issues with you based upon the color of your skin and your gender as a black man. Right. And you're completely ignoring those things because I'm the one. I'm the one that they've chosen, so I'm somehow good. No, you're not. You're missing all kinds of good issues. And <laughs> I would rather I would rather I would really respect him more if he came in and he spoke as somebody who has real issues. Mm-hmm. Because I don't care how much money he has. And I don't care how much brain separation the Siamese twins and shit and 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 uh 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 um uh, uh, damn Lady in the Tramp movies he done did and shit. He, I don't get that one. No, because the, I was trying to say about the spaghetti, but it was a metaphor. Okay, all right, all right. Too, too it's deep, fine. And that's why I was trying to backtrack. Okay. But <laughs> at the end of the day, he has experiences being a black person in this country yeah. that the party he's aligned himself with is ignoring. Oh, absolutely. So until you can live in a world where you can catch a cab and no, and you can <laughs> be not be... What are you doing in this neighborhood? Why are you driving this car? Why? I know he hears that all the time because he dresses well. He's got money. Yeah. I'm sure he hears all the time. What are you doing here? Who are you? What are you doing? Why are you here? Right. To be that, to have that type of life and then align yourself with people that you know don't give a fuck about you. He looked like a waiter up there next to these niggas. I can't. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, you're right. I mean, it's interesting because it's like, I think the other side of the argument then it's like, well, well, what? Just because he had those experiences, he can't have a different viewpoint on it no of no, course he, he can yeah, he can but, but i'd not, like to see him be on the stage and try to say he, any of that stuff it's never gonna it's fly like, even yeah. the shit that he said that i don't agree with yeah. say that right but you the addendum to the shit that you're saying should be also i'd like to address why there's so much police brutality and 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 you know who's kidding the brunt, brunt of that my people for some reason so let's talk about that yeah but, that's but the minute fly, he yeah. brings that up Right. There he goes race baiting. There he goes talking about race. Why is he? Why can't he just? Why is it got to be race with these people all the time? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, t- I totally hear you. Uh, 
we're gonna close we're gonna close out with a couple of clips here because we're, we're going forever this is gonna be a long ass this episode, is gonna be a long but a good one I'm a fantastic make, one. Oh, fantastic i hope it's good i hope people that are listening enjoy because i'm having a great time sitting I, here with you. you know what i want to say i i've really had a good time here this is probably the only time i've been on a podcast and i'm sorry uh kurt and sharad because i love they, they're my babies i love them mm-hmm. i that i have been like not like ugh. You know what I mean? Like, oh, really? We're no. keeping the flow going. Yeah, no. It. I, not that I think that they don't keep the no, flow, no, no. but it's like I could never talk this long for one thing without my, my getting tired. I'm like, <laughs> let's do. I was gonna say, let's get sleeping bags. And do oh, we're just gonna do, do an all night podcast. All night podcast. We should do that though one day, like an all night marathon podcast, to see how long people could listen in, and we get like popcorn and tell stories. Raise and some all money that. for a good. That cause. sounds like a great idea. Yeah, we should do that as a network. Chloe somewhere is like rolling her eyes at that idea. Well, Chloe, <laughs> Chloe, Chloe wouldn't be here. She'd be too busy putting crochet weaving. <laughs> uh, this clip, Rubio with the giant ears. Yeah, I have to see ears. his ears now. This is his closing remark. I like the closing remarks Are because you it's get like the Chris Christie. Because I want to know what the fuck happened to him during the debate. He said almost nothing until he was being attacked. Yeah, I don't. I have that clip at Rand Paul. That's like a four minute clip. With you, I think he's playing smart because I don't think he wants to catch on fire too soon. Joey, are oh, you well, serious with this? <laughs> and I love more. how peaceful it was like uh, bird calls. And <laughs> yeah. that, the Hunger Game app. <laughs> uh, yeah, there wasn't too much with Chris. He had the argument Rand Paul, which, yeah, I, which st- I noticed. He's but staying low so he can go longer. I, I think he's, uh, he's oh, fucked anyway. Oh, I didn't anyway. think he's about never, that. Yeah, the less right. you say. Yeah, that's true. Well, see, that's what Bush tried to do, but then he blew it with that stupid ISIS answer. But anyway, <laughs> this is uh, this is Marco Rubio's closing remark. And, okay. And we're going to wrap up. There's just uh, two more clips after this. This is Marco Rubio. N- note the crazy ears. <laughs> I I hate Chris Christie. I'm not a fan. No, of I'm not a fan of his at all. Cause you know what he looks like? He looks like a louse who will do anything to anybody as long as they don't share the same blood as him. He looks like he would undermine uh, a great grandmother as long as she wasn't in his family. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. The guy's a total animal. All right. Marco Rubio's closing remark. Too sappy. I think we got to stop worrying about being loved and start worrying about being respected and that's exactly how I'll lead our country oh good for you Chris Christie Joe you love Chris Christie Senator Paul closing statement oh no hold on I blew it here he is look look at this dude's ears now okay Senator Marco Rubio this dude right here right no Rubio look at that both of my parents were born into poor families on the island of Cuba they came to America because it was the only place where people like them could have a chance here in this country, they never made it big, but the very purpose of their life was to give us the chance to do all the things they never could. My father was a bartender. And the <laughs> journey from the back about. of that bar to this stage tonight, to me, that's the essence of the American dream. It's what makes our nation different. And I'm running for president because I want that to still be possible for the people trying to do that now. I run for president because I believe that we can't just save the American dream. We can expand it to reach more people and change more lives than ever before. And that's why I'm asking for your vote. So we can make America greater than it's ever been and make of this century a new American century. Ugh. Like the, I, Number one, your family came here from Cuba and looked as white as snow, and that's why mm-hmm. y'all was able to move and shake the way y'all can move, because I'm not even going to get into the race relations over in Cuba based upon uh, color line and caste system. But every one of them has a story about their motherfucking father, father. He, he was, uh, uh, my, my daddy sold Girl Scout cookies on the weekends <laughs> to little orphan aliens in wheelchairs <laughs> while my grandmother picked the cotton out of the ears of slaves and the souls. And it was like, 
I don't give a fuck. Is this Ancestry.com? Tell me what the fuck you getting ready to do. They, what they, you doing? Not and your and how are you going to do it? There's, no, there's never any of that because if no. you actually get into their policies, it's not actually going to achieve any of that. I want to take my father's... And it's like this world, this, this place you described, you never even... Experience really this utopia that you're talking no. about because there's never been a time in anybody's history, white or black, in this country when it's been this damn milkman story that he told of how his oh your father was a bartender where at Studio Fifty Four. <laughs> I mean, like bartender. That's not even like an old school thing. That's like some new <laughs> shit. You think they was bartenders back in happy days? No, he there was like- a nigga behind the counter that g- gave you a draft beer and you said your ass down right he, well he's he bartender what he work at stand up new york bartender is he greg's cousin you don't think he was a mixologist no, or he, yeah, that's what I'm saying. like you using all these kids my dad was a dj for hot 97 and when i was just like get sit the fuck up and sit down trying to tell this fucking you know damn uh uh um mayberry like uh uh, uh aunt, aunt b and all this shit andy and sheriff andy and all this story you didn't come from this shit but that, but that's what you were talking about before. That's the story they're telling because it's like, let's return America to the way it was and right. let's go back to the good old times. Right. You remember back when, when there was people already eating here and we told them to get the fuck up and then we brought niggas over here to do, do the polishing? All niggas did, we was like Ikea. We moved furniture around and put furniture up and then the Native Americans disappeared somewhere. They right. went like Davy Crockett into the damn water to return a hundred years later and open up damn casinos around every damn where and now they have a problem with the mexicans coming in and doing the exact same thing to them that was done guess what mexicans are gonna say in about a hundred years or less this land is our land this land is your and they're gonna have the mayflower they're gonna call it mayflario and is, that, is they, that correct? Yeah, yeah. Joey? May Flario, <laughs> and guess what? They gonna start new history books, and and then it's gonna be a new a new Native American culture because then we gonna be the Native Native Americans, and the Native Americans we the Native 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 Americans, and then black people gotta go back into slavery because no matter who takes over this country, black people always gonna lose. You hear it first on the Mandatory mm-hmm. Sam's podcast. Black people are always always gonna, gonna lose. lose. Uh, let's close it out with Ted Cruz. This is his closing remark. I think it's worse than Rubio's, and then we'll just end with this. <laughs> Listen. A new American century. Okay, we get it, Rubio. Thank you, sir. Senator Ted Cruz. Can you, can you, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Every time you Why see Megyn Kelly. I know, because she look. you know what it is? They Disney-ized her. She looks like that bitch in Frozen. Yeah, she, she looks, looks like, like a Queen princess. Elsa. Yeah, this is it. That's all I had to say. But they, they, that's how they swipe you up. Yeah, oh. I, they get a princess. Totally right. They're, they're mesmerizing you with her beautiful golden locks. Yeah. If I'm elected president, let me tell you about my first day in office. The first thing I intend to do is to rescind every illegal and unconstitutional executive action taken by Barack Obama. Okay, pause that. (laughs) And let me tell you what my first day of you being in office is going to look like. Number one, it ain't going to exist because you ain't going to be in office. But let's say it do exist. I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to take a nice shower. I'm going to have a bowl of Wheaties. And then I'm going to get my first ticket off of Travelocity (laughs) to the next country. I can get to because i won't be here no more you were saying before the podcast you're just going to perform via skype from like Fiji <laughs> yeah, or something. yeah 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 everything I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go wherever tina turner went that's where i'm gonna be i'm like tina guess what i'm your long lost great granddaughter and i mean i came here to stay in your damn castle teddy cruz finish up this uh this great clip 
The next thing I intend to do is instruct the Department of Justice to open an investigation into these videos and to prosecute Planned Parenthood for any criminal violation. Day one. That's what yeah, he wants one. to do. He got a ambitious ass day. Well, it seems like kind of a waste of time to have you ask me. But yeah, it's a, it's well, a wait a minute. What does he expect these videos? What kind of criminal act? People, we know what's going on <laughs> with Planned Parenthood. We, yeah. we talked about this on the podcast. I, we broke down the videos. Broke I did all, all the down. research. They think that they are like forcing people to have abortions and then selling baby parts off. That's not the case. They're allowed to give uh, fetal tissue for research. You might not like the idea of that, but it's totally legal, and there's nothing happening there that's uh, that's incorrect. That's why I saw that. I w- they swept me up in that shit, too, because I right. just shared a video of a woman selling fetal. And I was like, how dare this bitch? But what I didn't like is they did say, and I don't know if this is true or not, that when they sell this this, this fetal t- tissue off, they're not giving the mothers any money, which I don't know. that Ethically, I guess that sh- they mothers shouldn't get money for fetal tissue. No, because they, now you're yeah. creating a situation where maybe you are going to go have an abortion. You try to sell it. You get a little kickback. The, the What they're allowed to do is, without getting into the whole thing, they're al- abortions are going to happen there. That's allowed. They're legally having abortions. The, the mother that's having the abortion signs a little waiver that mm-hmm. says the tissue from this aborted fetus can be donated to science for research purposes, etc. They're allowed to take X amount of money, say 30 to to $100 for certain tissue samples to keep it viable so it's available for research, transport, all this stuff. They're mm-hmm. alleging in these videos that they're having the abortion and then selling it for a private profit for the doctor at like a, a higher price than you know would be allowed but they're allowed to accept money just to pay for the cost of being able to to make sure that the tissue is viable so that's, right that's really the situation but they're, they're trying to make it seem like it's more than it is let's uh and his third thing in office is i'm going to make sure that i open an investigation to find out why there's so many niggas still sitting here on this earth and that they, that's crazy that you said that because that's what, literally what he's about that's to say. what i was about to say i know yeah. <laughs> The next thing I intend to do is instruct the Department of Justice and the IRS to start persecuting religious liberty. I then intend to cancel. He said start, but he meant stop. That's yeah. okay. So the Iran deal and finally move the U.S. Embassy in Israel to Jerusalem. <laughs> because because now, that's now, not going to be a clusterfuck. Now, <laughs> now, I didn't see this. I must have, went, I must have had popcorn. Now, how did he think he was going to do that? Magic. Oh, but here's the thing. Because Please he, tell me what the thing is. Because, because this nigga here is delusional. Oh, uh, yeah. He thinks, well, because Jesus is going to come back. Oh, okay. So, okay. Well, I believe Jesus is coming back, but he's he going to leave him behind. No, 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 no. He's no. going to make him president, and Jesus is going to be the Secretary <laughs> of State. That's how it's going to work out. All right. I will keep my word. My father fled Cuba, and I will fight to defend liberty because my family knows what it's like to lose it. Ugh. The, oh, 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 that like sappy Why horrible. is everybody <laughs> fleeing Cuba? It's people, what they don't talk about is this people leaving here flying to Cuba. For healthcare. So, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, so he fled Cuba. This other nigga fled Cuba. They all Cuban when it's convenient for them to be Cuban. Yep. And other than that, you're not going to hear no more about this Cuban shit after a while. Nope. No, absolutely not. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. It's John. It's, it's John. okay. I thought the Republicans had sent <laughs> one of their damn minions over here <laughs> to give me a Megyn Kelly makeover. And then I was going to be a white bitch on Fox looking cute. That would be. The, I would watch Fox every day if that was the case. All I want to do is be uh, my next life. Uh-huh. Although I don't believe in this next reincarnation. Uh-huh. But if there was a next life, I asked God to make me 
a white woman with blonde hair and blue Blue eyes. eyes. Yeah. So that I can take a break because I guarantee (laughs) you she's uh, how she got involved in this was not from how most people get involved in things from being a uh, 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 disenfranchised emotionally and physically abused or any of these she's had the golden ticket her entire life and now she's here to lord over everybody and tell you how it is when she's never had to deal a day in her own reality and that's even if she grew up poor white trash but no, I don't believe I, I don't she had so, that. No, no, no. So she's sitting there lording that over people, and she has no idea. That's why I don't like her. Look, the least she's going to do is hopefully take Donald Trump down. But not going to happen. We'll see what happens. She's not going. Donald Trump. Donald Trump will entertain her because she's beautiful, and he has a penchant for beautiful women. Well, this is what went on. But the, this is the one that he was talking about. Where no, she's I know. Bleeding I know. Out but, wherever, she, but, yeah. but even, but even that, he talked. He. This was nice what he said to her. Yeah, yeah. He went. He talked about Rosie O'Donnell he called <laughs> no. her a pig, a truck driver, a <laughs> fat cow, a whale, you know, werewolf or whatever he called it. This and that. He said so many things about Rosie O'Donnell. It made me question: Was who was I looking at all these years? <laughs> who the hell was I looking at? Was it Rosie O'Donnell? Or was it damn uh, Skeletor? Uh, th- this has been uh, so fun to have. And you a here. Oh my god, thank w- you. I've had so much fun here. I'm really glad to hear that. We- I almost don't even want to do my podcast anymore. I want to come here every week. But don't tell him I said that. That's just in my fantasy world. Okay. Well, in your fantasy world, you're more than welcome to come and do that. Thank so, you. Yeah, Monika, thank you so much. Again, this was really, really great. We've been waiting a long time to uh, make this happen. I think people are going to be excited. People always ask in the comments, like, when's Yamanika coming on? Oh, that's so, so sweet. Thank you guys so much for uh, uh, all the listeners for listening to this podcast and really supporting Chris. Is such a nice, uh, uh, great guy. Joe, I know we just... Uh, just met. Just met, but I, I already feel your spirit. So I, I definitely support this podcast also and i think you guys are awesome and thank you for letting me come out here and just run my mouth no absolutely do you have anything uh this comes out in like an hour so do you have anything you want to promote um just that you can uh find me at yamanika on everything in social media form and um, i will be on um, unless i get fired <laughs> from the last couple podcasts i've been doing uh, yeah. uh-huh. i'll be on uh the meredith vieira show you can catch me daily uh, monday through friday on the meredith vieira show which is on nbc you have to check your local listings um for what time it airs in your neighborhood, but that'll be starting September 8th. Awesome. That's nice. very great. Uh, you guys can go. Thank you again, everybody. We got to a thousand followers. We really appreciate it. We love all the support. Please leave a comment uh, on the SoundCloud page. I know Yamaniko always answers all her comments. Mm-hmm. She'll probably be checking them out, and we, we always do yes. too. So you can go to soundcloud.com slash mandatory Samson, leave a comment on there, uh, follow us, subscribe, whatever it is. Dailymotion.com slash stand up New York Labs. You can watch this episode in full. All the other uh, shows that we put out are on there. Uh, email us at mandatorysampson at gmail.com. I answer all of them. I read them all. Uh, so don't think I don't. I definitely do. You can get in touch with us on Twitter. I'm at mansamp. Joey is at Joey from Jersey. Jersey with a Z. And Yamanika is at Yamanika. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're actually going to close with the song uh, Jane by Jefferson Starship because I've been watching oh, nice. uh, Wet Hot American Summer and I fucking love this song. All right. We love you guys. Uh, thanks for sticking around for this tremendously long episode. And we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>